Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, we apologize in advance for our shirts. This for anybody, a, This is amazing. For anybody at home with epilepsy, turn away, because you are going to have a seizure and die tonight. Um, we wanted to wear our festive shirts tonight, and we didn't think it through. But there's a lot of green in Christmas clothing, and of course, that conflicts with the green screen, uh, as you can see behind us. Merry uh, Christmas, Adam. But for those of you that uh, are familiar with the show Seinfeld, I wear this shirt because... Uh, Kramer wears a banana shirt in the Festivus episode called The Strike. My favorite episode. I have a Festivus party every year. Yep. This was the shirt I wore at it. Uh, so I figured I'd wear it for the show today because I don't have any other Christmas regalia. Um, but and without I, further ado. I just clearly bought a shirt that has a lot of green on it. So and then, yeah, I'm, Kyle's, I'm camouflage Kyle's comes with a little beer pouch and everything. It's perfect. It is. Uh, Tim's ready to go to Sunday Mass for Christmas right now. He's all dressed up. He looks good. Look at how nice he looks. Celebrating. They have a great dinner every time. And Celebrating then, uh, Jesus's birthday. Obviously, talking about balls was is the Redline Radio top show, as usual. usual. You know, I think the only months we've ever lost were months we didn't do four full shows, and then months where we let Lee touch the calculator, and that's when <laughs> shit didn't add up properly. But anyway, happy holidays from everyone here talking about balls. Uh, as usual, I am Justin George. And that's Kyle Price. one and only Kyle Price. I think we need to get and these then like, our boy, Tim Buck, too. We need to get these like perfectly like put into this uh, desk here. I think they're not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm thinking about just taking it home for the time being. I mean, until RPW actually gets rolling, I feel like the belt should stay with the champions. And I think that the first tag team of RPW has to wrestle us to get them. I agree with that. 100%. Yeah. We'll, what, what could go wrong? We will defend our belts, and we've got our manager, Tim Buck, too. He walks us down to the ring. Absolutely. It's going to be so awesome. We're going to have the best intro. Um, but yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Let's start this shit off properly, and let's let's get right into it, shall we? The Browns mm-hmm. with another win, huh? Look Wh- at them. What a game that was. We are three for our last four. Um, hang on, Tim. You don't have to put up the Browns fans are stupid yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice with them in the beginning, and then I'll you're gonna happily know when uh, when I want to talk bad about Browns fans. But it's so coming. Browns fans are smart. No, 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 no. We're not saying that. <laughs> Browns fans are Browns fans. We're just gonna say that, and then I'm gonna explain some things from the game and give give some takeaways. Uh, Dave and Lee couldn't be here. Uh, Dave had some. He's probably at the Cavs game, if I'm being honest. And Lee. I mean, I don't know. He probably didn't have a car or his internet still shut off or somebody repoed his shoes and he couldn't walk here. I, I don't know. I don't ask. Um, don't, don't ask, don't tell. He's please. definitely not home prepping for Steel City running lates, but that's all. The only <laughs> thing I know he's not doing tonight. So <clears throat> anyway, uh, um, Merry Christmas and happy holidays, I'm, everyone. I'm warming up for his roast. I was on, I was talking with them on Saturday when they were doing the remote from uh, pit road diecast and I was roasting the shit out of Lee. I was like, how are you guys surrounded by all those collectibles and toys and not talking Power Rangers right now? And both of them oh, were dying Jesus. Um, I was doing some some exciting things. Oh, by the way, we forgot to mention before we get into our show. Um, it was nice to see other people come out to the party last, last Oh, yeah, week. we had the holiday party. Thank you to Dave for hosting that. At Thanks Scorchers. for those who came and for those who didn't come. We know who you are. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Dave noticed who, who did and did not come, too. Yeah. And that's going to... 
Mm. It's going to cause you to go on Santa's mm. naughty list if you catch my drift. I that, hate to that be was on fun. that list. It, it was, was a good time, though. Honestly, yeah, I had a blast. Great time. Good food. Thanks, Dave, for hosting that. That was amazing. Absolutely. A Redline Radio Christmas party wouldn't wouldn't be complete without the faces of Redline Radio, and that is, of course, talking about balls. We uh, were all there. And the belts. Yeah, we were there. Wish I wish he gave us the belts at Scorchers. I think that would have been just awesome. walked in wearing them. Yeah. Just everyone would just be like, who the fuck are these guys? We're here we're for like, that VIP section We're the section champions over there. of Redline, and I mean, we are, so it's not a lie. <laughs> um Adam, what what expectations are we lowering here? I think we went in with pretty low expectations. Whoa, Chip, we don't name names on this show. You rat. Wow. We don't narc on this show. Don't you know wow. the code? Jesus. Wow. He's going to come after you now that you're a full-time member of Steel City yeah. Running Blades. You're on the hit you list You just got a target now. on you. Um, um, but yeah, so the game. Honestly, I, I like the game. We I, I watched it. It was, it was fun to watch. A little stressful at times because I didn't know what was going on with certain plays, but... Um, it was what we expected, a very kind of slow-moving kind of game, especially with the weather was going on. Yeah, the weather wasn't great. Uh, obviously, Tyler Huntley did end up playing. So last week when we were giving our takes, I, I, I assumed he wouldn't play. So I was yeah. looking at us playing their third-string quarterback. Uh, we, of course, played their second-string, Tyler Huntley, who we beat last year. Uh, last Fair, year, he, he came in uh, in replacement of Lamar Jackson, played really well, led them to a pretty decent comeback, and they actually made the game closer than it should have been. Uh, this year, couldn't do shit. Yeah. I mean, our defense looked like all pro bowlers. <laughs> I mean, just, uh, just at, certain at times, certain points, it's like they they just shut the they shut their receivers down. They they got to the quarterback quickly. There's that one sack where I think it was uh, Garrett and Winfrey split the sack, and they yep. were both having fun, like having a good time out there. It's like that's a fun defense to watch. Is it because we're playing against Baltimore and the shitty offensive line and the backup quarterback, or are the Browns on defense clicking? Like it's one of those things where you're like, I'm not sure. Uh, so me personally, I'm not I'm not really that ex- impressed with the defense. If I'm being honest, um, of course you're not, Debbie Downer. I mean, it's just factual. Overall, they gave up they gave up 200 yards sure. rushing. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, thank God he's got a bad knee and he can't run really fast because he broke a couple runs where any like Alvin Kamara. If we give him that kind of lane on Saturday, he's taking it to the house. Yeah. We're not catching him. Uh, J.K. Dobbins isn't very fast yet because he's coming back from a pretty pretty serious knee injury. Um, so any other running back is more than likely housing two at least two of those balls that he had. Um, so with that being said, we were a bend but don't break defense. Uh, the, the Ravens lost the game as much as the Browns won the game, if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is uh, they did stupid shit that I don't understand. They got into the red zone. What got them into the red zone? Running the ball. Yeah. So what does Harbaugh do? Says, fuck it, let's throw the ball. Tyler Huntley, not an accurate quarterback, not a very good quarterback, throws interceptions. Um, they turn the ball over, just little things like that. Why wasn't he just playing smart football? You know the weather's bad. It's windy. It's snowy. Justin Tucker's having an off day. He kicked one of three. Cade York went two of four. Uh, a lot of those, fans are really Tucker mad about him. Were, woo. I mean, the one was a complete miss. The other <laughs> one was blocked. So that one, I don't blame kickers for blocks because like, you don't know if the kick was going to go in if it didn't get blocked. Like yeah. That's like getting your shot blocked in the NBA. It's like, it wasn't necessarily a bad shot by the player. It was just really good defense. There's really not much you can do about it. Um, so the blocked kick on Tucker, it is what it is. The missed kick, though, and then the two shanks by uh, Cade York. Well, one was a complete shank. One was just a miss. Makes me think that the weather down there is, it's you know, it's obviously hard to kick in Cleveland. We yeah. know that in, in, in December and winter months. Um, but it makes me think that, like, I don't feel as bad about Cade York missing those kicks when I saw Justin Tucker miss a kick also, who is Mr. Automatic. He's a Hall of Famer, arguably probably the best kicker we're ever going to see in football history mm-hmm. missing kicks in Cleveland makes me go, okay, I can live with a rookie kicker from LSU. Who's not used to this, these elements 
missing a kick. I can right. live with it. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, honestly, it's one of the things you, it's very rare to watch, though, him missing a kick. I mean, because no, I mean, like I said, I missing he, one is he, like he, okay. he hated himself for that, too. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you, you touched on our kicker. Like, I just, I, all, all week I've heard this week about our kicker, Kid York. Like, oh, we shouldn't have wasted the draft pick. We should have moved away from him. We, this is ridiculous. In my mind, look, he's, he's a rookie. Yeah. You're going to have moments where you need to, you're going to hate him. You're going to hate the mm-hmm. fact that he missed a simple kick or whatever. But there's been kicks he's made that were like, okay, okay, we see it. We see I mean, we see the leg power. We see what's going on there. He's got all the tools you want out of a kicker. He won us the game yeah. in week one. It was a fucking bomb. Was it he, 40 or 50-some yards? 50-something yards. Yeah. I think 56, 58 yards. It was a, it was a bomb. Uh, he, he, he made that kick and won us the game. He's missed some easy kicks. Yeah. He lost us the game against the Chargers. I fully put that on him. He hits that kick, we win the game. Right. That's a, that's a, he missed. Uh, against the Jets, missed an extra point. It would have been 31 31. We would have played in overtime and said 31 30, we lose because he missed an extra point. Yeah. Those are inexcusable. However, he wasn't a number one overall pick. So I will give him a little bit of, obviously, you don't take a kicker number one, but I have a, I, I have a reason I said that. When I talked about Baker Mayfield, all I talked about was how much better he needed to get. Mm-hmm. Like he's good, but not great. Number one overall pick, you need to get better fast. A kicker, uh, fourth round pick or third round pick, whatever round he was in, uh, rookie, he needs to get better. Yeah, I'm not ready to pull the plug on him though. I do think that we're going to fire Mike Prefer. I do think we're still going to fire Joe Woods. We'll get in a better special teams coordinator. Um, maybe Cody Bjorkes isn't here. Corey Bjorkes, I'm sorry, is not here next year. Who I'm not blaming, but the, the proof, holder, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. He's the placeholder, and he's a good punter. He's not great. He's decent. Um. <clears throat> But there are facts and figures that show that kickers that have him as their placeholder yeah. tend to not have great years. So again, for a guy, there, there's a defense that people have, and that's when Jay Feely tweeted that the hold by Bjork has on one of Cade York's misses wasn't looked perfect. Mm-hmm. However, it's easy to say that when you're watching it on TV. You don't know, as we talked about before, the angle of the ball. You know, little things like that right. that he could be doing that is fucking up the kick. I'm not blaming him. I'm not making excuses. I'm just being honest. You don't know it could be happening. I think I think these mistakes, and I hate saying this, but I think these mistakes are okay to happen. I mean, it it is what it is. Okay, so he needs to go through some trials and tribulations to kind of build up that mental aspect of being a kicker. Yeah. Say, look, I mean, I mean, Justin Tucker wasn't the Pro Bowler he was in his year one. There's other kickers like Vinatieri wasn't the Pro Bowler in his year one. They had issues. They had missed kicks. They got better. They practiced. Now, whatever he what he does in the offseason going into next year is going to tell tale. I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm saying let's let's give him a year, give him maybe two more years, let him practice, invest in him, see what's going on, give him maybe a different coach, different holder. He's got the leg. He's got the mechanics, like you said. We know he can make those kicks. I think we'll be fine. I agree. I'm not, I'm not panicking about him at all. Um, the defense, though, again, as I said, bend but don't break. They gave up way too many rushing yards. A game like this this Saturday, I keep wanting to say Sunday. It's weird to plan a Saturday. Oh, two Saturdays in a row, too. It's, it's very weird. strange. But uh, a game like this Saturday, you... Defensively, they're really good. Yeah, they got a good defense. Uh, offensively, though, I think we know what we're in for. If the weather predictions are correct, it's supposed to be fucking cold. Nine, and I don't I just think mean nine degrees. I think the high negative the nine high is nine, though. but with the wind of like fifty miles an hour, is going to make it feel like it's like negative ten or something like that. Or perfect negative five. weather for a kicker. Even I don't expect many kicks because of the wind, uh, but I do expect a lot of running. And Which is having kill us. Ethan Postick back is huge. If he can play on Sunday, he was uh, cleared to return from yeah, the IR. He got off the IR, yeah. Uh, which means he's allowed to practice. Doesn't necessarily mean he will be game ready on Saturday, but it's good news, and we really could use him. Um, my worry against the Saints, though, and we'll talk about it later, is this run defense. Who, 
against the Ravens gave up 200 yards. Yep. And as I said earlier, J.K. Dobbins just doesn't have the speed. Otherwise, those were huge breakaway runs, and we were lucky. Thank God we were able to catch up to him yeah. because anybody else, they're scoring, and that, who knows what could have happened in that game. I think we're, we've talked about this until we're blue in the face. The defensive line and the linebacking group are the two things we need to address in the offseason, and those are the two things that eat up everything when it comes to running. The D-line's been playing better, losing Clowney to that. The middle of the D-line is not there. The outside, yeah. yes. Winfrey's been playing better now that he's actually getting playing time. He's actually doing decently. Uh, the linebacker issue, that's just something we're going to have to deal with for the rest of the year because we have four linebackers on IR right now. So that's just something you're not getting rid of that. You're, yeah. you're stuck. You're right. playing with you're playing with guys that shouldn't even be in the league right now, but you're desperate, so yeah. they have to play. Um, I do like the I do like this incremental like improvements with Winfrey right now. Oh yeah, every like, week he's looking better. He's he's getting in there. He's keeping his head in the game. He's making these tackles. He's getting so we through need. the line. So I'm seeing the improvements, and I'm wondering if uh, Garrett's kind of taking him under the wing a little bit more. Maybe I don't know. I'm just. It seems like maybe he's just getting along more. It kind of looks like it with based it, right? on their celebration. Yeah, their interactions. And yeah, um, it makes me think that like those two are. And I think if you go in next year and you sign a a veteran um, defensive tackle. You a bring someone them, in, hopefully. A right? A couple of them, but you bring those people in that can more, more so take him more under the wing and kind of show him the ropes of really what he needs to be doing. Mm -hmm. He's got the youth, the speed, the strength. I think that he could potentially be someone we really want him to be. Um, but no, just right now, that middle of the line is killing us. There's like it's just a fucking red knot, the, the red river where they opens up and they run right down the, the red sea. There. The red sea. There we go. Hearts down the middle. Moses. Biblical Bibli comments for Christmas. Biblical bullshit right around the holidays. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the uh, obviously the the person that's always under the microscope, and that's Deshaun Watson. Uh, oh, I thought we were talking about Kevin Stavansky for that comment. He's okay. not under the microscope by oh, any okay. stretch. Okay. He uh, Deshaun Watson looked better uh, every week, getting better, looking much better. He's making huge throws that, like, when you see it on TV, you may not understand how difficult of throws that he's hash making. mark the hash mark throw to was nuts. Jesus, I mean, on the fucking. He's just getting, and this is cold weather. Everyone said getting Watson in Cleveland, cold weather, snow, this and that. He's gonna suck. Looked fine to me. Yeah, those big plays that Cooper one down the middle where I think it was like 25, 30 yard pass. Mm -hmm. The one from hash mark to hash mark hitting them in the corner right before Cooper went out of bounds. No turnovers. In no turnovers. I mean, he only had like 190 some yards, but still. Didn't need to do didn't much. Need, didn't much. <laughs> no. I mean, and he, that was against, that's the other thing too, is I don't think a lot of fans really realize this. Obviously, Lamar Jackson didn't play, so you're facing a backup quarterback. However, right. on defense, the Ravens defense is one of the best in the NFL. Yep. They shut the rundown. They're like Nick Chubb had a difficult first half. Quiet 99 yards. Though. Very quiet. And then I wish he would have gotten 100. I think at one point he broke 100. Then he got a negative play yeah. and put him back under. Because uh, I remember how excited they were on the announcements. Rich Eisen, whoever, was like, there it is. Nick Chubb goes over 100 yards. And I was like, all right, cool. And then all of a sudden I checked the stats after. And I'm like, 99. I'm like, fuck, he went backwards. Yeah. I mean, even Watson had a breakout run a couple times. I think he had one for like 15 yards. Yeah. Huge, huge runs. And again, a really good defense. If you go back, somebody posted it. Uh, <clears throat> over the last like two months or whatever, maybe longer, the Ravens have only given up more than 14 points or whatever uh, twice. Like they don't give up a lot of points. Yeah. They have a really, really good defense. Uh, did, so you for, did you see that throw that, uh, well, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, the, no, the, the, the Watson throw that he made with the defenders going up to block it and he like streamlined right between the hands, oh, yeah. low pass right to, uh, I think, it was, was it Cooper or was it uh, Peoples Jones? I think it was, I think it was DPJ. I yeah, think. so like he just he threw like sidearm. It was like yeah. an RPO play. He sidearmed right through the defender, right to the where he needed to be. That's what he does, and He's that's very, and that's very the play. I was like Jesus. Oh yeah, you did your case race. How did that go? Oh no, we 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 did not do it. Because, oh okay, um, I saw Chipper's comments. So we think we were going it. to, but uh, I ended up drinking a lot more liquor that day instead okay. of, of beer. But do a liquor race with Mike. Um, That'll go well. Yeah, I won that one all the time. Uh, but <laughs> no, I drank a lot that day, and no thanks to Chipper who also provided more alcohol for me to drink. So thank you. 
you go, Chipper the man. We got to hang out with him a little bit on Friday. That was nice. It was pleasure nice. as always seeing, even though they're, they're they root for Schittsburg, it, it's always a good time to see him. All right, we can have differences of opinions and still get along. Absolutely, that's we, why we all dislike the same. People I brought it up last week about the Steel City run, running lates. How they're always like that team that plays at First Energy Stadium. Like you guys really have to go through all that trouble. You can't just say the Cleveland Browns. I mean, Christ, I guess I, they got to put a quarter. In I a say jar, the Pittsburgh Steelers every week. I mean, who cares? There's you like say a quarter a in a jar, game. like roll it on that on that show. I think I get it. It's their thing. Let them have it. Um, but no, that, that that pass he made, like we they replayed it too, right after it yeah. happened. It's like, geez, look how like you look at it when you look accurate at it, that throw was. His throws on slow motion on replays, etc. When they see him from different angles, you're really like, fuck, I've never seen a Browns quarterback. And there was a couple like, plays and throws where like that would have been a bite down ball by Baker. That yeah. would have been a knockdown ball by whoever. I've never seen it. It's it's been three games. Obviously, the Texans game, nothing really great happened. Um, the Bengals game, we got blown out, but he made really good throws. And then to come back and win on su- Saturday against the Ravens just made great throws where I'm watching and I'm like, holy shit, this guy's here for another five years. I'm so excited. And I stand corrected. Um, I agree with that. Fucking locks shitting on the Steelers. I've never understood that. People that are born and raised in Cleveland and then you got like like Dave, Steelers fan, and then a Cavs fan. Like, how, how why are you not all Cleveland sports? Chipper. Well, well, what I don't did, even know who Chipper roots for. He's Atlanta. He's Pittsburgh. Ohio State. He likes Ohio State. Okay, does he? He doesn't like basketball because he's no. he's racist. I mean, let's just call call it how it is. Um, the uh, the other thing too that too I too much rap music in I the was, NBA. For I, was, I was wrong. He's for, not against those rappers, but he is against those stuff. <laughs> you got that right. Um, um, that was the um, that uh, what you call it. I was wrong about Jacoby. He came in and ran. Remember, yeah. remember how last week Rice said it wasn't going to be a thing where yeah, everyone and their brother was like, well, because that 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 play failed against the Bengals, they're throwing it away. Yeah. So and then they, what did we they do? brought him out Stefanski and he said, falls you, right forward and goes again. So it was great. Like I made the joke right right when they got to third and fourth and one. I'm like, oh, there's no way they're bringing in Jacoby. There's brought no way immediately. They, and all of a sudden they switch over and um, they're like, nope, there's Jacoby. I'm like, fuck, here we go. They're gonna fucking stuff it. No, he fell right forward for the first time. And you saw the interaction when he walked off the field with. Dude, uh, they were like high and like, loving it. He was like dancing off the field, like they're, having they're a great friends. Fucking time. I mean, he's a great mentor. Um, Tim, if you could throw up the Browns fans are stupid. Thing, now uh, we're back to this ticker. now. Got now it. I have my take. The transition, the transition to it. Uh, nothing from us, Lex. Uh, Chipper's running his mouth. <laughs> so feel free to call out Steel City running lates. Chipper's got a big mouth today. I don't know if he's drinking or something. He's he's got liquid courage. I don't know what's going on. Shit starter. Shit. <laughs> Shit stir. So we're back um, to the Browns being stupid again. So here's something that I keep seeing, and I need to I need to let people understand. One thing I keep seeing is. Why aren't they opening up this offense and letting Deshaun rip it and throw it deep? Browns fans really need to come down to reality and understand the talent that we have at wide receiver is not built for a rip it deep ball offense. Amari Cooper, not fast, great route runner, not a burner. Great hands, Donovan yep. Peoples-Jones, hit or miss. He can occasionally be a deep threat, but also he's just a good possession route receiver. Um He's got he needs he's got separation issues sometimes too. Occasionally he can get open, but don't yeah. get me wrong. And I also think the weather didn't really permit for us to go deep and, and to try to to be a, a spread offense. And then we had Michael Woods. We had guys we've never heard of who had to come in because we were without David caught Bell. Caught the ball though. They all they caught the ball. <laughs> we were without David Bell. We're still without Anthony Schwartz. Obviously, we didn't have these deep. We don't have a deep threat on the team right now. That's something that really needs to be addressed by Andrew Barry in the offseason. So for Browns fans that are out there and they just keep bitching and moaning that we need to open it up and let Deshaun throw it deep, you got to be realistic. Our, our team and our roster, our offense, is not built to do that yet. We need to acquire those pieces in the offseason. I was going to say, no one's. It, there's people who are never going to be happy. And that's, that's the, the biggest thing for me is, is we won the game. 
Cade York missed two field goals. I made the joke. I made the post during the game where I said, now do you guys understand why we go for on fourth down so much? Some comments thrown at you. And then most people, for the most part, yeah. everyone was kind of like, you know, Cade York needs to step it up, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden I get your buddy Jamie uh, who goes, of course. Kevin Stefanski needs to give up game uh, play calling. Like, what the <laughs> fuck did that even come from? I'm making fun of Cade York missing field goals, and you bring up Kevin Stefanski needs to give up play calling. We won the game. We dominated a really good Ravens team. The game was never even that close. And he still goes, Kevin Stefanski needs to give up play calling. That's because Browns fans are stupid. And yes, great point, Adam. I personally did not know that until I saw the game on Saturday. They said that Deshaun Watson, during his suspension, wasn't able to look at the actual playbook. No, you're not allowed to until you come back, yeah. So he got a totally different playbook when he came back. First thing he said was, wow, this is way different than the one I had in training camp. Like, they've changed so much about it, yeah. which is what an, what an NFL team does. And he's learning on the fly. I just can't believe getting they, better every they week. couldn't have snuck him a copy of the playbook somehow, some way. I mean, I'm sure they could have, but, like, reading a playbook and actually being out there with your teammates yeah, and, like, I get it. learning, like, where, where you want them and making adjustments and things like that. Because he's a good enough quarterback to where he's going to be allowed to audible. He's going to be allowed to hot route and make guys move. Um, did you see the interview today with Watson? It was great. Loved it. So, do you, I mean, this is what makes me think that um, there's more to Stefanski than people want to give him credit for. 100%. And, and, and of course, here's the Browns fans are stupid part of this comment. Uh, he has an interview, great interview. talks about his reason why he came to Cleveland, or one of the reasons he came to Cleveland was, you know, the ability to get along with um, Kevin Stefanski, the way he runs football, the way he has his playbook set up, the way he, his mind, how they got along and everything. And then the first thing I opened Twitter today, after I see that interview, that was a great interview. <clears throat> he only came to Cleveland because we guaranteed him $230 million. Well, I would, I would assume that helped, right? Yeah. I, I would, but here's the thing. We don't know what the Falcons were offering. We don't know what the Saints were offering. Maybe not the fully guaranteed contract, but I almost promise you that there was a... Um, a decent amount of money getting thrown out there. And yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he sat down with everybody. And if I'm not mistaken, he came in to uh, that meeting when they pitched Deshaun, and he sat down with all the plays Deshaun ran in Houston. And he sat down with all the plays that Kevin ran in Cleveland and said, look, here's what you could be doing, and here's where I think you'd fit in. That has to sell somebody. Uh, Deshaun actually made that today. Uh, he made that point. He said, he said there's a story that he can't wait to tell. He said it's, he's going to save it for another day. But there's I agree, a story. Alex, I agree. The fans need to just give up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't get a chance to read that. Yeah, it seems the, like Stefanski comment up there, uh, Tim. trying too hard to prove himself as a coach. It seems like he's ignoring and obviously trying to force his style in the offense. Uh, yes and no. I mean, it definitely seems that way. I think it's more so just fans. Everyone gets mad when things don't work. So <laughs> you're, you got a, you got your fourth string center in, in Froholt out yeah. there. The offensive line went from top five till week nine to bottom five when Ethan Posick went down. We're working with backups. Can we talk about Hunt, though? Because I don't know what the fuck's going on with that guy this year because he's not the same Kareem Hunt that I've see, used to see in the last like two years. Could just be age. I mean, it has something's going on. I mean, the I NFL just, stands for not for long. His his ability to get that speed from the time he gets the ball to the to to the line. It's not there. His ability to break through tackles like he used to have, like he used to give um, Hunt the ball, and he's at least guaranteed to break one or two tackles, just how his ability of running is, because he, he's the most wild runner I've ever seen. He just throws his body everywhere, right? Yeah, he, he loves to jump and, he, and spin and, he, and like do wild shit. And he breaks his way, but I'm not seeing that anymore. It's like, and part of me is like, does he think, does he know he's not back next year? Does he know he's gone? 
I mean, is that part of his mindset right now? I wouldn't think that he'd be that kind of fickle. No, but I also that think would it, be my guess, though. But yeah, if you know right? that you're on your last legs with a team, if anything, you want to go out and play the best you've ever I played. I would hope so to get that contract for the next next team you go Or to. he's playing a little timid because he's afraid of getting hurt because then he knows that next contract doesn't come. Something is not there that was there. For me, I hope you, I'm do wrong. Do you agree, though? Do you agree? No, for sure. He okay. looks like a different player. Yeah. But for me, I'm wondering if it's just age. Unfortunately, yeah. some guys just break down and they age a little bit differently. Um I know he doesn't get a ton of snaps, but I want to see I want to see um, Johnson in there more. I, I, he, Dearness, I would like to see. He was um, a hell of a running back for us last year. Jerome Ford, I would like to see get a couple touches. And I think with um, Hunt, not back next year. We agree, Hunt's gone. Um, Chubb's probably got another good two years in him. Let's be mm-hmm. honest, right? Another two, sure, maybe three, depending. Um, but we're going to see more Johnson and and four, and and, and well, four. Johnson was only that. signed to a one year contract. Oh, this I thought year, he so. signed two. I thought it was one. Okay. I could be wrong. Uh, either way, <laughs> Jerome Ford is basically the lighter version of. Um, of of Cream Hunt, he's Ford expected is, to be a pass catcher and a run a good runner. Ford's showing some. I only see him on on kickoff kick runs. Yeah, yeah. But he's showing some ability out there. Yeah. He's broken a couple tackles. Got that speed, some juke to him. Sure. I really want to see him in a full game. Yeah, I, I, I really mean, do. I personally, you guys know where I stand with Stefanski. I have no issues with his offense. You sleep with the blow up dial every night. I I would love to. He's a good looking dude. Um, what's that? I, I have no Max problems too? with any of his uh, any of his stuff. What am I saying? Backs need, you so say? backs need to touch the warm up. Team like the backer what doesn't fit him. No, I agree. I mean, yeah, he's been a starter, but, but yeah, it, but when he was the backup last year, yeah, the year he, before, had he looked great when he touched the ball. It's just again, this year could just be an age thing. I don't know. Maybe it is something psych, uh, psychologically, mentally. I'm curious what him. team he goes to. He's not coming back next year. I'm curious what team he goes to next year. I would sure. assume he's going to a team where he will be a starter. Um, you would think potentially. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. You don't see him back in Kansas City. Yeah, I just I need Browns fans to take a step back, understand what's happening with this team right now. You're easing a quarterback into a brand new system with brand new teammates with a lot of injuries we're dealing with, especially the wide receiver position. Um, I know Anthony Schwartz and David Bell aren't household names. I know they're not guys that you're expecting to go to the Pro Bowl and to do anything fantastic. However, losing them changes how you can call an offense. And that's that's what I said about the, the Texans game. Everybody was so mad. But you had Deshaun Watson, who came back, made his first week of practice, and then immediately two of his wide receivers got hurt in that game. Yeah. So now that changes what plays Kevin Stefanski can yeah. call with Deshaun Watson because they practice with this shit all week. They're not used to other plays. Yeah. So it really limits things like that. I don't think fans understand that because fans have like the Madden mindset of just yeah. who cares? Call a different play. It is what it is plugging a do a new guy. Not gonna lie, but I it's did, real life. I did have a couple drinks Saturday. So there was a time where a I looked Madden up, moments for you. No. I looked up from my drink or a shot that I just did and said, Is that is that Braylon Edwards out there catching that ball? That's 17. 17. I was like, I mean, it was nice to see a 17 on the Browns actually <laughs> catching passes. <laughs> that, that's very Better true. Than Braylon and wearing his shoes. Oh, poor Braylon Edwards. Fuck Such Braylon high talent. Such a piece and of shit. Fuck went that to, guy. Went to, went to a fucking horrible college. Don't even too. care about him going to college. He was an asshole to me when he was a rookie, so he can go fuck himself forever. Mm, his family were a bunch of assholes. <laughs> fuck that whole family. And his college, too. Right fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I can care less about that. You guys know I don't give a shit about college. But honestly, all in all, um, I love the win. Great win. Great win. Um, I got I got no complaints except but for the I, I'm looking. We're all looking for the same things. I'm looking for the improvement in Watson, which was there. Yep. I'm looking for improved defensive back play, which we're still seeing. We're still seeing mm-hmm. consistency with them. I mean, that Ward interception, granted, was off a backup quarterback, but the way he got in there ripped that ball yeah. away, loved it. Um, but that's what I'm looking for the rest of the season. Now, mind you, we have a 1% chance of making the playoffs. I'm not even thinking playoffs right now. I just want to see us win out and control our own destiny there and see what happens the rest of the and season. And that's basically what the Browns have said all, all, all since Deshaun came back. It's They just want to go 1-0 every week. That's Okay, uh, Stefanski, calm down. You want to go one and zero every week. Control your own destiny as much as you can, because obviously you need so many dominoes to fall for the quote unquote playoffs to happen. So, went out. I'm okay with just if we go nine and eight, 
that's a successful season in my book for a year where your starting quarterback was out for 11 games. Albeit, we did miss a lot of easy games in the beginning of the season. The Jets game, the Chargers yeah, game, the, the Falcons those, game. Those games those are going to come back to haunt you. Um, Is Adam and Chip are having their own little conversation in our chat? Yeah, right I read that wrong. I, like I, thought, I thought Adam said, Chip, just worry about your shitty black and yellow teeth. I didn't know it said team, but I thought it was really sorry. <laughs> I thought it was really funny at first. I was like, damn, dude, shots fired. And can I realized not, it said teeth. Can you not do it when I'm drinking? My bad. I wasn't looking. I just thought that I thought it said teeth, and that made me really happy. Um, All right, then. I'll make my own zingers against Chipper, I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a good game. They did everything you can ask for, and they won. Browns fans are still not happy. They just expect, again, because unfortunately, Browns fans can be really stupid. They want this to be like Madden. They want Deshaun to be out there throwing four touchdowns in, you know, sub freezing temperatures. They want the the offense to put up 40 points a game, regardless of weather, regardless of, of how long he's been on the team and practicing. Um, they want the game plan to just be throw it, throw it a ton, which is hilarious to me because all season leading up to Deshaun's arrival run. was why are we throwing the ball? You run. have Chubb and Hunt, run the ball, run the ball. That's it. And then it's because they want to put as much shit into Watson's like, Shit talking, their shit talking ability against Watson. They wanted to try to get anything against Watson they can talk shit about. It's yeah, they want ammo to talk shit. They yeah. want a bitch because if we throw the ball fifty times, yes. and Watson has a bad game, throws interceptions, we right. lose, etc. They can all go back and say, "Well, why aren't you running the ball? You have Nick Chubb." Right. So instead, when we run the ball and pass the ball, right, pretty much fifty fifty split. They're doing a very good job of right. meshing the offense together. You can go thirty one for forty five, have like three hundred and fifty yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions, and all they're going to talk about are the two interceptions. Yeah, and they'll say, you know, you shouldn't have been throwing the ball right. there. You should have ran right. it. That's, well, right. Why risk throwing interceptions? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's people that just really can never be happy. Again, like I said, I, I, I make a joke about Stefans or about going forward on fourth down. We win the game. Division rival. Our playoff chances are still alive. Great moment. You'd think most Browns fans would rejoice and be very happy. Dude, Cleveland Radio was very sorrowful on Monday because I everyone, think, everyone I think just switched over. the 24 hour gap. Everyone just switched over day, to that game was pointless. That game was, it's useless. Which I don't understand. I These mean, games don't count. I get it. We need a lot of help. <clears throat> but the playoffs are still a potential possibility. And for me, I'm looking for next year. I'm looking at this team has so many injuries. This team has a lot of guys that you need to upgrade at positions. As we said, linebacker, defensive tackle, wide receiver, all need upgrades. Offensive line is going to get some upgrades. We probably won't have Jack Conklin here next year. Um, oh, that offensive line's getting gutted. The center will maybe be Nick Harris. It might, maybe they bring somebody else in, but we're going to have new people. And Right guard, right tackle, gone. Right guard? No. Yeah, left guard is Betonio, right? Yeah, right guard's Wyatt Teller. Oh, He's not sorry. going anywhere. Right tackle, <laughs> and I think center? left tackle could possibly be gone. I'm, no, not, a big, I'm not a big Bulls fan. I'm Bulls is only fan. in... Three years of a five-year rookie contract. We we don't have the money to go after. Right. I'm not tackle. a big. I'm not a big. I'm not a big Wolves fan. We'll get so. used to him because he's not right. going anywhere so. for at least the next three years. I'm surprised he can see out of that fucking helmet with um, that goddamn guard on his face. But we have a win. We're two and one with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, we're looking good. We're getting better every week. We, we have the chance to mad. go nine and still eight mad. this year. Nine and eight, and there's seasons where we were one and fifteen and zero oh and sixteen. Exactly. And, and nine and eight, we're gonna have people still pissed off. I, I said this last year too, when we went eight and eight and nine. Obviously, you're below five hundred, but you still had eight wins in the first year ever with seventeen games in a season. Normally, I mean, obviously that you assume you'd be eight and eight, a five hundred season. Yeah. Wouldn't you have killed for an eight and eight season? Absolutely. In the early two thousands, in the late two thousands, yeah. even when we were going through all the shit, even the late the early two thousand tens, the later two thousand tens. I could go on for twenty years of any year getting eight to nine wins would be fucking amazing. We get nine and eight possibly this year with potentially nine and eight, or we go eight and nine again. Even then, not terrible. 
in a year where you have Jacoby Brissett for 11 games and Browns fans are like, got to fire everybody. You got to yeah. get rid of them. And my thing for Browns fans that again, they really need to take this into consideration. Our run game is great because we have, um, can't remember his fucking name. The dude with the beard, uh, oh, running, oh, back, oh. running back coach. Looks like, uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck yeah. You know who I'm talking about. The yes, running back coach. Yeah. If anyone, He's not I, going anywhere. Having a brain fart. But if we fire Stefanski, we lose probably. Oh, you, we also, lose him. you also you lose, lose the, Bill Callahan. Yeah, the Bill Cal- line can't coach. lose him. A lot of these guys don't take that into consideration. They just think you get rid of Stefanski, everything's going to be the same. But if you lose coaches, our offensive line probably has a really, really tight bond with Bill Callahan. If Bill Callahan gets let go because Kevin Stefanski gets let go, that might make some of our offensive linemen go, I don't want to be here anymore. I really liked him. I'd like to follow him to the next team. Stump. There you go. That's it. Stump Mitchell. That's it. Couldn't think of his fucking name. Running back. Same thing. Really tight running back room. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, um, Dearness Johnson, now Jerome Ford. Stump Mitchell is the coach. If we have to lose Stump Mitchell, maybe Nick Chubb's <laughs> like, I love that guy. And he yeah. doesn't he doesn't play as well next year because we get a we get a running back coach that comes in and isn't as good. It's just little things like that. that Christmas really go into week, eat. right? So I have Christmas wishes for the Browns. Sure. Fire your defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And then you fire your special teams coordinator. Sure. Go hire the dude from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Flores. Bring Brian him in. Flores. And I will have every Christmas wish I wanted this year. That would be amazing. That would be great. We'll see what happens. Um, but great win for the Browns. I have no complaints. Happy about it. And we have a very special episode for you guys today. We're going to get to it in a little bit. But we have a little treat. We're going to do mid-show that uh, we normally wouldn't do. Hmm. But I just want to tease everybody a little bit right there. So stick around if you're watching. We've got some good shit coming up. Love very controversial stuff coming up. Ooh, penis size. Uh, let's do a quick recap of week 15. <laughs> Started off with a bang on, on Thursday. It did. A very good game on Thursday night. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. That and Saturday's games are also good, too. Sure. I, I can't get over. We'll talk about it later. But this Sunday, the games that they have for us makes me feel like we were naughty. And we're getting coal for Christmas because the Christmas Day games are garbage. They are hot garbage. They are. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, yeah, it sucks because usually you get some like really good games. They, but then again, you look at who's playing, and you know they obviously when they made the schedule, like, oh, these are gonna be great teams come Christmas. And this entire year, this shit to bed. Right, and I, I fully understand that this late in the season, but the NFL does allow flexing. So that's my irritation for this whole thing is right. like, how are you not flexing these shitty games at right. the end of the year? Right. Because I'll be honest, like I have no interest in watching these games on Sunday. Maybe the one o'clock game. That's it. Um, but let's do a quick recap of last week. Thursday night, you had San Fran beat Seattle 21-13. Game wasn't actually as close as the score Purdy. indicates. Purdy. Uh, Brock Purdy staying pretty darn good, if you ask me. Mm, um, Saturday, what a fucking game that Colts-Vikings game was. I'm not going to lie to you. I told you, you text me and you're like, what is this game? And I said... Dude, I turned this shit off at halftime because I had stuff to do. I had to read that text twice. I'm like, is he serious? No, I really did. Like, it was halftime, and I was like, all right, I had to get ready because right after the game, the Browns game, I had to go to a family dinner. So I was like, all right, I got to get all my shit done before the Browns game so I can just sit down, watch the Browns. As soon as it's over, I'm leaving. So I did all that. I showered. I cleaned up the house. I had to do some running around. I get back, and all of a sudden, it's a fucking tie game. Poor Matt Ryan. What the fuck did I just watch? Poor Matt Ryan. What did I not watch, I should say? That that was insane. Some of the stuff that went down at the end, especially when they got the ball back, they uh, got some the, questionable calls. Yeah, of course. Uh, that seems like a lot more, a lot more questionable NFL. calls this, this year in the NFL. It seems, um, but no, that just that entire like thing, and then now you know Matt Ryan's now the record holder for two of the worst um, comebacks or losses by an, by an NFL quarterback. Should Jeff Saturday be the first interim head coach to be fired? He, I think he needs to be fired. I, I agree. I, some of the calls and some of the shit that he called or did not call. Um, he needs to go. Like my favorite thing about that is obviously 
they, they had a punt return touchdown. I think they had a pick six. So they had special teams and defensive help for sure. Um, but Matt Ryan puts up 30 something points and the whole team blew it. And Matt Ryan got benched because of it. Yeah, right. I know. It had nothing to do with the rest of the team that gave up 30 points and a half. Yeah, he, had a, he, had a, he had a good first half. He did his thing. Yeah. Scored points. And don't get me wrong. They lose Jonathan Taylor right away off the rip. So the run game's kind of fucked because of that. And again, I do think it's funny, though, that the quarterback gets blamed for it. Like Adam even right there says Matt Ryan, the choke master. I mean, how about another guy step up and do something? Could a guy on defense make a play? Could a running back get an extra first down that would kill some time? Why is it always just right on the quarterback? Like, and it's not like the Colts' defense is horrible. But they have a very good defense. They actually. have good. Def- they have a good defense. So what the hell happened? Um, and let's be honest here. It's not like Minnesota is a great team. They are the questionably the worst thirteen and one team I've probably seen in a long time. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, are they thirteen and one? They should be. Twelve and one. They lost two games, didn't they? Am I crazy? No, thirteen. No, sorry. 12 Eleven and, and three. Eleven and three. Sorry. There we go. But they they are very they they're not as good as a record says they. should No, be. not at all. I agree with that. And uh, they're just, a very beatable team. They're just having a pretty lucky schedule run. Um, I mean, they they almost choked the game against the Jets. They they should have been. I mean, they got blown out by the fucking Colts in the first half, and they pissed that away. Uh, but again, no, I do feel bad for, for Matt Ryan, but at the same time, somebody else can make a play. The defense can make a stop. Those guys are professionals getting paid to do a job as well. So giving up a 30 something point lead, I can't look at one person and blame Matt Ryan. I can look at the whole team and I look at the coach. Yeah. I look at a guy like Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday didn't know what to do with a 30 point lead. He's the guy you pulled in off the fucking street. He has no idea how to run a team, especially when you have this big of a lead, a nationally televised game and he lets them blow it. That's shameful. Like yeah. you should be canned immediately for that. Like get rid of this fucking charade of him. Now he's benching Matt Ryan. Like how disrespectful to Matt Ryan's career. Um, what are the Colts playing for at this point? Nothing. They're essentially eliminated from everything. Uh, they're a laughing stock of the NFL. They're not going to live this down until they clean house. They're going to mm-hmm. have to get rid of. Obviously, Saturday's not coming back. Um, they're going to have to clean most, house, get rid of everybody. And I saw somebody today, and uh, next year was Monday or Tuesday, say, uh, and now they have to interview actual good coaches like they have to you go would with think the, but bill polian's a fucking I, idiot i think they're part of the new rooney rule too because that, that didn't that change this year then they changed the rooney rule a little bit adjusted i think going into this year uh i don't know what do you mean but maybe last year i know there's like a certain criteria they have to meet and, and interview with certain people or whatever i forget what the change was i'll have to look it up um but that's one thing they were they were blasting um what's his face the owner saying he just he just rushes to decisions um, yeah I mean, and bringing in this guy as your interim coach someone who wasn't even on staff you is, do have to interview crazy. every year. The Rooney rule has been a thing. You do have to interview, no, no, but they tweaked it. I thought I have to look. Yeah, up. there's something. I mean, it's all pretty much standard. You just, you have to interview a minority candidate and that, that that's the Rooney rule. Right. Uh, quote unquote. Uh, but yeah, I mean, embarrassing loss for them. I mean, it's a shame for me. I mean, you got Matt Ryan who was an MVP. Mm-hmm. He's a borderline hall of fame quarterback just because of his stats are up there. Yep. He has really great stats for his career and he gets benched. Uh, he went out there and helped the team do as best as he could this year with all the injuries they've dealt with, with the head coaching change, with, you know, just bad luck that's gone their way. But we also thought the Colts were going to do something this year because, look, you I mean, look at Taylor's year last year, right? Yeah. Number one running back probably taking every fantasy team. Yep. Didn't do well just first and, half of the year. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think in the offseason I did say I don't expect Jonathan Taylor to be anywhere near. You always near. say you don't want to toot your own horn, but yet you always do. I'm I say it, how that works. When I say I don't want to toot my own horn, but everyone should hear. Toot, toot. That's yeah, me tooting yeah, my own right. horn. <laughs> it's more like a, one of those uh, big signs pointing at Justin saying, look at me, look at me. I would love me. if we could get that behind me. It's one of those neon <laughs> signs you'd see at um, the bar that I could just flash on. The Colts also have a good receiving core. Decent, not great, decent. but decent. Yeah. Um, and their defense, again, good. So we expected the Colts to come out and have a good year this year. And then you bring in Matt Ryan, 
Um, and you're like, okay, what could go wrong? If he's going to control the game, game manager, he'll do what he did down in Atlanta, probably have maybe a little more luck with it. And they completely shit the bed. And, and don't get me wrong, Matt Ryan's age has shown. Mm-hmm. He has struggled. He has not looked like a good quarterback. He should retire at the end of the season, if I'm being honest. Don't get me wrong, I'm not defending that. However, I just think, again, it's disrespectful. End of the year, let this guy just play the rest of his career. Right. Because you already benched him once <clears> for <throat> Sam Eason. What contract did he sign? A one-year deal? I think it, he was already under contract. He just got he got traded. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, I forgot the exacts of it, but I mean, I just feel bad for him. Just shitty though. The whole Colts team they should have fired Jeff Saturday <laughs> and said they're they're almost making uh, Matt Ryan the scapegoat. You have Jeff Saturday, the shitty coach off the street, blows this gigantic lead. Matt Ryan gets benched for it. That's where it's like, come on, that's disrespectful. Now you're going to Nick Super Bowl Foles, yeah, for the rest of the season. Let's see how that goes because this is now your third starting quarterback this year after benching Matt Ryan for the second time. Are the Colts eliminated from the playoffs? I don't think officially, but oh, like here it comes. Here one comes more Nick, week, they here comes are. Nick Foles' role. He's going to get another Super Bowl. I think like if the Titans or Jags win this week, then they will be eliminated or something like okay. that because the the South isn't very good. And but. let's talk about another another team real quick. I will get to them, but the Jags potentially winning their division this year. Wowzers! It Wowzers. could very well happen. I mean, that's the that's what happens when you get a good coach. And we'll talk about that game in a second. We're going to go down the line, but we got I got some thoughts on that Jags team. Uh, we already talked Browns, Baltimore. We have Miami and Buffalo. Buffalo wins 29-32-29. Um, the, the snow wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was really looking forward to a fucking, a, you know, a nice Blizzard. running attack, ground game, shitty weather. But they cleared it out. It looked great on TV. Did they like, clear it out? Because I'm pretty sure they stopped the game for fans throwing snowballs. Well, I mean, they didn't clear out the stands. So what do you think about that? So obviously fans are chucking snowballs onto the field, whatever. They stopped the game. They warned the fans. Um, I, I guess I get it. But at the same time, it's like, it's not ruining fun. Like, just it is what it is. It's probably really expensive, but these owners have the money and they should be able to do it. They should make up a way where they can kind of make the stands heated and melt all the snow. Not while the fans are there, because you don't want to heat, you know, cook the fans. But yeah, you, you sure? You sure we don't? Maybe they want to, but in Buffalo, they might be into it. But you know, do something. Get rid yeah. of the snow. You don't want fans. I love my snowballs. heated seats in the car. Right. <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect to sit in a heated seat, but they should do something where they can yeah. like melt the snow before a game. Then you let the fans in. Right. And there's just nothing for them to it's do. It's like the worst fan base to tell them what not to do. Exactly. It's like oof. between Buffalo and Philly, those fans are fucking chaotic. They don't yeah. listen to anything. And allowing them to have snowballs being that close to the field is crazy. They've thrown dildos on the field in Buffalo, I for thought, God's sake. I you thought really it was, thought it was kind of funny snow. when they score a touchdown and get an end zone. You're getting this, this a shit ton. Well, the problem is it's, it's like it's, the arrows flying at you from a like Game of Thrones. Like the it's fact that the guys, the guys were packing snow and letting it sit there, it was just turning into ice. So uh, these yeah, these football true. players are just getting ice balls thrown at them, which Obviously, it's funny to watch. If, but you can it's dodge, also like, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. It's not even them that I'm worried about. It's the innocent people that are just working security, standing on the sidelines that don't have helmets Some and Some 10-year-old kid in the front row yeah, gets knocked out. Some make-a-wish kid who wanted to grab the fucking kickoff tee gets pelted in the head with an ice ball because these drunk <laughs> Buffalo fans are like, eh, fuck it, it's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it, ignorant. Why you're throwing shit on the field, it's stupid. You're, you're holding up the game. I wonder if they're going to go as far as start penalizing uh, the Bills because of what their fans are doing. I mean, it's hard to do that because I'm sure there were some Miami fans there, not right, all, but right. if if a Miami fan throws a snowball at somebody and they're like, all right, Bills fans, you're getting penalized, then all Miami fans are throwing all those like, fans out, but I'm just, they could have kept doing it. I'm sure they could have. Yeah, no, I mean, what, what could the NFL really have done yeah. aside from postpone the game? Gone to the video footage and taken or, everyone Or they could have just said, you know what, straight up, you're the home team. I don't care who's in the stands. Buffalo's going to forfeit this game if you guys keep doing that. Those <laughs> fans will fucking stop that it, shit real you quick. You see a bunch of dolphin fans rise up and start checking That's what I shit do. You just field. look up, it's like a sea of green just throwing <laughs> snowballs. You're like, huh, something doesn't add up here. Uh, but it was a good game, though. It was fun. Yeah, it was a fun game. Uh, Sunday, the, the real 
the rest of the NFL played. Philadelphia beat up on Chicago, uh, let them come back a couple times. Jalen Hurts, of course, gets hurt. Uh, big news there going into the end of the season. Is he going to play this week? Is he going to miss a month? Who knows what's going to happen with him? He's got a banged up shoulder. Uh, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. But they yes. win 25 to 20 over the Bears. Uh, Atlanta against New Orleans. New Orleans wins 21 to 18 in a pretty ugly game. Uh, Desmond Ritter looked pretty bad, if I'm being honest. Not not somebody I think there's much of a future with in Atlanta. Uh, but it was one game. So we're not going to overreact. But I just think I, think I understand who he is as a quarterback going into it. Uh, Detroit beats New York in a fucking wild game. Did you see how that one ended? I didn't see how that one ended, no. Okay, so let me walk you through it. Um, the Jets score a late touchdown, take the lead. They are up 17 to, I think, 13 at the time. They take the lead. It was 13-10, and then New York scores a late touchdown. Detroit gets the ball. They're driving a little bit. They're about midfield, fourth and one. They do a little play-action bootleg. Tight end breaks out. Jared Goff hits him, wide open, takes it 50 yards for a touchdown. Holy shit. 2017, and then it's not even over yet. Then there's about two minutes to go. Uh, the Lions kick it off. Jets drive a little bit. Jets have all three timeouts. Uh, Zach Wilson throws like a 10-yard little button hook to Garrett Wilson, catches it, goes down. Jets wasted about 30 seconds. No timeouts, let the clock run, etc. Then they ran a couple plays, couldn't get into a close enough field goal range. Nick Folk misses the game-winning kick, and they ask Robert Sala after the game. They're like, why didn't you call your timeout there? He's like, oh, you know, I think... I thought we had, you know, we I thought we were moving the ball pretty well. I didn't want to, you know, everybody in New York wants that guy fucking canned for the most part after that because that was the most boneheaded thing I've ever seen. After they're giving him the best season they've they've ever three timeouts, had. he holds on to him, lets thirty seconds go away, Luke costs him the game basically. If he calls that timeout, they have more time for more plays. Yeah. They would have had plenty of time to get in better field position. So he single handedly lost them that game, in my opinion. It's not the worst ending of the weekend, though. Not at all. And then you have Pittsburgh at Carolina, a pretty ugly game. Pittsburgh. Just, fucking Pittsburgh. They, they ran like a 25 yard or 25 play drive. Just very boring. Uh, old school football, just like three yards here, four yards there. Yeah. Literally just chipping away with Mitch Trubisky. Not a fun game at all. I watched some of it. It was very boring. Um, Dallas and Jacksonville goes to overtime. Jacksonville makes a huge comeback. They were down at halftime by like two or three scores. Make a big comeback. Go to overtime. Dak throws a pick six. Walk off touchdown. Yep. Jaguars win. And as you said, did you see uh, the they South got uh, still... they got cheesecake factory sent to them? No, I forget who said it. What team was cheering that the that Cowboys? Oh, it was Philly. Oh, okay. Uh, they said they um they catered uh, cheesecake factory for Jacksonville this week. That's kind of cool. Yeah, like well, thank nice you, thank treat. you for beating them. So Jacksonville actually, yeah, they have the potential if they win out, and you know Tennessee keeps losing with Ryan Tannehill now out. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I, I see, I see the. Uh, I see the potential in him. He's, yeah. he's that really stepped up. It's, it, amazing. it's amazing yeah. when you get a good head coach. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson is, is night and day different than Urban Meyer. Uh, and I was worried for for Trevor Lawrence last year because Trevor Lawrence, truthfully, was one of the prospects coming out of college where you're like, he's a can't miss. He's going to be good. Right. You know he's going to be good. Uh, and then you give him Urban Meyer and you're like, oh shit, maybe he can miss because Urban Meyer can really fuck that up on his own. And Trevor Lawrence is, is looking really good under Doug Peterson. They put a lot of money into that offense in the offseason. Uh, the defense is looking decent at times. They need a lot of help on defense, but overall they're, they're pretty good. Uh, fun team to watch young up and coming team. I hate that they're in the AFC as a Browns fan. I like to look at other AFC teams. I don't like when AFC teams are young and have good quarterbacks better because that means they're going to be in our way. Yep. Don't like that one bit. Uh, but good for them for the time being though. Jacksonville has been a struggling franchise for most of its existence, like the Browns. So it's good to see them at least making a little bit of buzz. Mm -hmm. Uh, next up we have Kansas city and Houston. I think this was kind of a, a trap game. I think it was a Could trap. I think it was a trap game for Dallas too, if I'm being honest, against Jacksonville because Dallas 
was probably looking ahead to this week's matchup against Philly. Yep. They did not take Jacksonville seriously, and it cost them a game. Kansas City might have done the same thing against Houston, but next week Kansas City plays Seattle, so I really don't think they're looking too far ahead. Um, they just had a bad game. Yeah. Went to overtime. They won the game in overtime. Patrick Mahomes handed it off, and Jarek McKinnon, I think, ran like a 30, 40-yard touchdown that run. That dude's having a hell of a couple weeks, McKinnon. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to not be good in that Chiefs offense. Yes. You can pretty much plug in anybody into that system, and they're going to do good. Uh, but they they escape with a, a narrow victory in overtime, 30-24. to 24. Arizona-Denver in one of the shittiest games of the week. Denver wins 24-15. Uh, to 15. Colt McCoy got hurt. He is out for the year more than likely. Um, now, this is probably the ending you were talking about. Las Vegas-New England. Yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Like I know what happened. I've watched it multiple times. I just don't get why it happened. And So, it, I was really rooting for a New England loss as a Browns fan. That, that was very crucial. So, I'm watching the game, and I'm like, okay, it's <clears throat> Oakland pissed away another lead. Go mm-hmm. figure. For all you Baker bros out there, that's just what, what, or I'm sorry, Las Vegas, not Oakland. That's just what Las Vegas does. They piss away leads. They did it again. Yep. Then you go to, what was the score? It was 24 to 30 or 24, 24. I'm sorry. And two minutes to go, less than a minute to go, whatever. Uh, Patriots get the ball. So I'm like, this game's going to overtime. Tara and I, we ordered some groceries. We had to go pick it up at Walmart. We did the uh, curbside shit. So I'm like, okay, perfect timing. I'll listen to the game in the car. It's about to head to overtime. I get to Walmart. I check my phone really quick. I'm sitting there and I go, wait, Raiders won it. Yeah. Like, why? I'm wondering why I can't find the game. I'm like, what the fuck? And I see Twitter just went crazy with yeah. that fucking boneheaded play. I, just, I don't get it. Like, so I, a handoff to, I think it was Ramondre Stevenson uh, or a dump off, little screenplay, whatever. He gets a good chunk of yards. He got yes. like 20, 25 yards, maybe more. And he decides to go full fucking crazy Music City Miracle. Let's lateral. Let's toss it he back. He it back to Jacoby Meyer, right? Yeah, he threw it to Jacoby Meyer. And then Jacoby Meyer tried to throw it back to Mac Jones. And upon the throw back to Mac Jones, TikTok. a Chandler Jones catches it instead and shoved Mac Jones so far into the ground. <laughs> I think he almost hit the Earth's core. He, that he got stiff. Poor attempt so at a tackle that Mac had, like kind of grab it onto the leg. I mean, I don't understand why you would try lateraling and shit there because you're not losing. You're tied. Go to overtime. Right. Live to play another down. Instead, you're playing as if you're panicking and you need a touchdown. Right. There's nothing else you can get. It's either touchdown or bust. And it costs them a game. And I love it as, as a guy who needed the Patriots to lose that game. How do you think that conference or the conversational locker room from Belichick? Went? Jacoby Meyer is lucky that he is a loved New England player and actually has a good history with the team and has done great things for them. Because if it was anybody else, they wouldn't have been on the flight home. Yeah, Bill would have literally said, you're fucking cut. We're not paying for you to get home. You're on your own. Go fuck yourself and left him in Vegas. I just can't imagine. He it said was nice the worst things. loss I've ever seen in a game in, in my years in a long time. I've seen some ugly ones from the Browns. You have the Dwayne Rudd helmet. You have the 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 the, the kick from uh, the, the Ravens. Was it Justin Tucker? The, the Monday night kick where it like hit off the fucking pole and then bounced yep, over and shit yep, like that. Yep. Uh, I couldn't remember if it was him or Matt Stover. I think that was the kicker before Justin Tucker. But we've had some ugly yes, losses as Browns fans. There have been, been ugly losses all over the NFL, but this one truly might be Th- the ugliest loss I've ever seen. Especially, it's weird because you're talking about Bill Belichick, who you when you think of a Belichick team, you think of very disciplined. Discipline. They yeah. do not make mistakes. And this boneheaded play is like something I would expect to see from like the Lions with Dan Campbell or even fucking the Colts with Jeff Saturday, like some boneheaded Even the coach. Lions aren't that bad right now. No, I mean, Dan Campbell makes some really bad decisions yeah, in games, but, but he would not let them do that. Uh, so ugly, ugly, horrible game uh, or lost by the Patriots, but hey, they em. lost. So yeah, cares. fuck them. I'm happy. Uh, next up, we had Los Angeles barely hanging on against the Titans 17 to 14. 
Cincinnati with a huge comeback. They were down 17 to nothing at one point. They came around to win 34-23 against the Patriots or the, the Buccaneers. I just Tom Brady makes me want to say Patriots still, even though he's been gone for three years. He'll be back there next year. Don't worry. I don't know about that. Oh, yes. I think he'll be out of Tampa. Either him or Jimmy G going Patriots. back to New England. I don't know. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about that in the offseason. I have some theories on that, too. Uh, New York beats Washington on some questionable calls. Um, interesting things there. There was the clear pass interference on the final touch yep. to the final fourth down throw in the end zone. Uh, there was the Terry McLaurin incident. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah, that. Yeah, where he checked where he's like, and he's a yes and yes, and then he called him for uh, yeah, offside for, or for not being lined yeah, up properly. Lined up correctly, yeah. However, though, the number one thing, though, a ref isn't responsible in making sure you're lined up. That's kind of on you. You can ask, and the ref's like, all right, whatever. Uh, he might have even said, like, you're okay. It might have been a different player who was, who was lined up improperly. Yeah. I know the penalty was technically called on McLaurin, but it could have just been a slip up from the refs. But again, it's not up to the refs to make sure you're doing okay. Uh, so I, I feel like complaining about something like that isn't that costly. The the play act, the pass interference play, that was costly. Yes, that should have been called. Um, but what are you going to do? The Browns have been fucked over by refs a million times, so I don't feel bad. Um, and then Los Angeles, Green Bay, Baker. Now that he knows the playbook a little bit, didn't have as good of a result. And <laughs> who saw that coming? This guy, that's who. Uh, 24 to 12, Aaron Rodgers beats up on Baker and the Rams. And that is the week that was. <sighs> now it's time for a little bit of fun. But first, I want to give a shout out to some of the people I got to meet at the Redline party last week. And I got to meet Don P from Club Pizzle. I got to meet him for the first time. We introduced ourselves. He was fun to hang out He with. was really cool to talk to. He's, he's a good sports guy. And I uh, invited him onto our show. He's welcome anytime. Absolutely. Uh, I know he likes to talk sports a lot. He's a big basketball fan. I uh, would love to have him on, though. I mean, he went right into it and was talking about Denzel Ward. Uh, we were talking Browns right off the rip, so it was really cool to talk to him. So you can check out Club Pizzle on Thursday nights right after Dub from a Truck. Uh, he he gives some very interesting uh, show um, locations. I love that Dub's just always in a truck. I think that's a really <laughs> cool premise. Like, that should just be his new show running theme is like, where's Dub? He's like, where's Waldo or Carmen Sandiego? Where in the world is Dub this week? I love it. Uh, but check him out on Thursday afternoons. But then you have Club Pizzle at the after uh, Lex Vegas, who was gracious enough to be with us today. Thank you to Lex for chopping it up with us for a little bit. You can catch them on Thursday nights for the culture on Redline Radio. Uh, Lex is at 7 to 8, and then Club Pizzle is from 8 to 9, I think. Uh, 9 to 10. 9 to 10, sorry. Oh, there's an hour gap. I can't there remember they were back to back. right there. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, uh, Studio 2 is always playing uh, Broad Street South, Money's Crazy Soundtrack. Friday nights, you've got the grapevine uh, because Santa was gracious enough to gift... Mr. Grape with uh, some more time to be on the, the Redline Radio. Hey, Grape was there on, He's on. off the naughty list. Yeah, he, he made it off the naughty list. He might be on my naughty list. He was supposed to be here today to record some shit, but it's all God good. I love Grape. Damn it, Grape. Uh, Money's Crazy Mind is also on Friday nights from 8 to 10 on Saturdays. Occasionally, you can catch 5th uh, fifth and fifth and 14, according to Tim, but 4th and 15 are Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4. Uh, you have Comedies and Cocktails with Jen Jen from 8.30 to 9.30. And then TMI, Too Much Information, our friend, uh, Brandon, who also covers the Canton or the Cleveland Charge? Keep on them, call them Canton uh, from ten to midnight. Check them out from Studio One Sundays. You've got Kevin Quan, professional and professionals from three to five. Medium Ratchet six to seven. Steel City Running Lates from seven to nine. Sometimes seven ish. Yeah, nine. seven give or take. If, if if you turn on YouTube around seven, you'll probably catch the beginning of it. Um, just Therapy Monday nights from seven to nine. Our boy, our very own, the lovely Tim Buck too. Tuesday nights, Tim Buck Tuesday six to eight. I caught a little bit yesterday. I wasn't able to interact as much as I would have liked to. Normally, I like to chop it up with Tim a little bit, but, you know, I'll get to it next week. 
Uh, live on location, Gary Wenner spinning the fucking tunes. Christmas music this week. Yeah, he had a great playlist yeah. going on. Yeah. So shout out to Gary Wenner every week. Check him out if you're just interested in listening to music. Maybe maybe talk radio and stuff like that isn't for you. You could check out Gary Wenner. He's always just playing the tunes. Um, he actually was a professional DJ, so he's somebody cool to listen to. He really knows what he's doing, so give him a listen. Uh, Broad Street South also uh tuesday i don't are we still playing broad street south stuff i don't actually see them getting promoted anymore if i'm being honest i think angel took a break oh did he okay so when they're back you can check out broad street south and then speaking of checking things out wednesday night seven and nine talking about balls and of course 8 30 to 9 30 the lovely ladies of she vibe and that is red line radio and what studio does uh does talking about balls come out of talking about balls uh i mean obviously we're the best show at red line radio that's what those are for right there. We, we earned these. We went we went uh, Iron Man match to get these. By so. default, us being the best show at, at Redline Radio makes us the best show at Redline Radio Studio 2. Absolutely. Studio 2 is a state-of-the-art studio brought to us by Growing Wings Adult Services. Growing Wings Adult Services has over seven years' experience of taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, give Lisa a call, 234-334-7547, the lovely Lisa. Always willing to help out. I saw today Great posted a picture. He got a nice uh, Christmas bonus from Lisa. Ooh. He was pretty pumped. He said he, he thought he was going to get in trouble. He, he was prepared for a meeting with the principal. You know what I mean? Getting a little stern lecture. Yeah. Got a bonus. Christmas spirit. Look at that. I, I wish I got bonuses sometimes. Um, we did. We got these belts. I don't know if you guys caught it, but did you see on, uh, on Saturday, uh, Steel City Running Lates recorded on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and they were recording from Pit Road Diecast. Uh, if you don't know what Pit Road Diecast is, they have all kinds of collectibles, cars, trucks, NASCARs. Um, I think Chipper even said he, he traded some some stuff he brought and got some upgrades. Um, but Pit Road Diecast specializing in all your current and past NASCAR diecast and model car kit needs. For all your diecast needs, give them a call at 216-355-2347. Uh, mention Redline Radio and receive 10% off your first in-store purchase. Now, if you're into collectibles that don't remind you of Dale Earnhardt's death. Ooh, like, wall, like walls? Or cars. Got it. Uh, you can get some collectibles from Incredible Keepsakes. They have t-shirts, cups, binders, keychains, you name it. Incredible Keepsakes can make your custom, can make and customize it for you. Official merchandise provider for Redline Radio LLC. Call 440-242-9648 or go to their website at IncredibleKeepsakes.com. As Diane would say, cherished moments are made to last forever. Now, I got a funny story. So last week, I think we talked about this last weekend. Um we had a car, two cars actually, um, go through two houses in my development. Um, did some, going did there. some donuts, hit hit one garage, and then went through another uh, another house's garage and basically into the house. Um, do you know who they should have called after they got that, uh, that car pulled out? Let me know. They should have gave Wiggins Construction a home improvement a call because I guarantee they would have come out and fixed that house right up. Uh, they take they take care of all your bathroom, kitchens, windows, doors, garages, siding, cars that break into your house, hit your house, whatever you want to call it, residential and commercial. Give Will a call today, 440-731-7654, and always tell them that Team Redline sent you. Now, hopefully those car accidents only affected the outside of the house, the Correct. structural stuff. Sure. If anything inside got fucked up, maybe you got a utility sink in your, in your garage, or maybe mm-hmm. you've got a bathroom. I, I would love, personally, I want a urinal in my house one day. My wife would probably make me put it in the garage. So if somebody ran into my garage while they were high on heroin, I would like to think that I had a urinal in there. And if my urinal got fucked up, who would you call for that? I'm going to say Smith's Training Service here. 100%. I would Absolutely. call Smith's Training Service LLC. They're your local drain cleaning experts. They specialize in main sewer lines, bathtub, laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen sink lines, floor drains, and downspouts. So, so much more. Family owned and operated. You can call Smith's Training Service today. 
440-242-8704. Tell them Redline Radio sent you. When those accidents happen, you have to disclose it, disclose it when you sell that house. And you know what realty company is always going to be on top of their game when they sell houses? I would think one that loves America. Uh, that too, but also all access realty. Um, if you or your family- He loves America. What's that? He loves America. Absolutely. That's why he I was does. going with yeah, well, I got, Okay. Good connection. Um, if you or your family are thinking about moving, buying a house, selling your house, they're the business, and or if you're looking to upgrade your house, they're the business to get a hold of. Uh, contact Frank over at All Access Realty. Frank is a veteran who served our country, also loves America, and now serving the community. Frank is also committed to helping our veterans. If you know any housing opportunities for our vets, please contact Frank today, uh, especially when it's getting cold outside. I mean, you want to help out some people, give them a call. 440-391-7430 or email him at frank at allaccessrealty.com. Uh, now, I, I don't recommend driving on heroin or anything of the What's nature, up, Robert? Um, but I would think that if you're driving and you're on heroin, you would hopefully hit those little reflectors in the middle Oof, and maybe they would wake maybe. you up. They're not as they're not as aggressive as a rumble strip. They might jack you around and wake you up a little bit. I love getting jacked around. Who doesn't, especially Deshaun Watson? Um, but if you find yourself in that situation, or if you're just driving on the road and you look down, and you see those little reflectors in the middle of the highway. I want you to think of one company. You know who that is? Mm. Dynatech. Oh, I love those Dynatech guys. are the ones putting those out there. They're making great products. They used to just specialize in, in saw, diamond saw blades, but now they're they're branching out a little bit. They're getting bigger and better. But for the time being, you can look them up at Dynatech.com. That is D-Y-N-A-T-E-C-H. They make Saw blades, abrasive blades, pavement marking blades, core drill rigs, core drill bits, high-speed gas saws, masonry saws, walk-behind saws, and tile saws, other construction equipment also. They stand behind their products with a warranty and customer service that keeps their customers satisfied. Check them out at Dynatech. Uh, I'm sorry, 1-800-446-9001. I have reason to believe Kyle and I may be back there Mm -hmm. with Mr. Timbuktu and with a couple other Redline Radio personalities to do another remote. I'm not missing uh, out on that fucking barbecue In January, yeah, and I'm making sure my schedule is clear that day because I want to fucking eat a little bit more and hang out a little bit more. I had a great time when we were there. So check out Dynatech. Awesome group of guys. Awesome company. Uh, If you need anything construction-related, go to them. And uh, that's all I got for for ads this week. Oh, well, you got another one? I did enough for you guys. Well, that's what we call a smooth transition ad read, by the way. That was a really good one, yeah. Boom. All right. Let's get into the fun. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. As promised, I had a little treat for everybody. We're going to – we don't Tim's just talk head. about sports here. One thing I, I, I wanted to do when we created the show, my thought was obviously sports <clears> – <throat> main focus but we branch out we're humans that's why at the end of the show we do just the tip and it's not sports related most of the time uh tim likes to talk about his comedy shows which is a great outlet for him to, to pimp his product a little bit um i'll tell you about a book or a tv show or an album whatever kyle's got you know documentaries movies things like that we, we do everything we like we're humans we don't just watch sports 24 7 i know it seems like it because i'm so fucking smart and i know so much more than all of you oh, it Jesus seems Christ. like i only watch sports. sorry i got a, i got a little fool myself there it's the holiday <laughs> spirit in me right now um feel, feel the spirit speaking of having the holiday spirit in you we decided to have a little fun here talking about balls and we are going to do our personal top five christmas movie list and i'm going to start us off and again this is your personal list i don't need people in the comments arguing and telling someone why they're wrong about a pick i don't give a fuck if you like my picks or not they're my picks i watch them myself you don't come over and watch them i don't give a fuck what you like out there person watching at home however if you do want to tell us some of your favorite christmas movies in the comments uh, feel free to do it i'm not going to read any of them until we're done doing our list because some of them are probably going to be on our lists um i'm sure i haven't looked at the lists i'm sure somebody's going to have die hard on the list i'm not one of them however 
I will start off by giving the rules. I do agree that Die Hard is a Christmas movie because there is a Christmas element to it. Yeah, suck it, Trebek. My thought process on Christmas movies, <laughs> if there is a scene at all involving Christmas or it takes place around Christmas time, doesn't necessarily have to be a Christmas-focused movie. It's a Christmas movie. If there's it's one fucking definition. Christmas light they drive by in a scene, it's a Christmas fucking movie. I agree. If there is one little blip of a Santa hat or a tree or anything festive, it's a Christmas movie. So, oh, fuck, you know what? I just thought of another movie that I love during Christmas time, but we'll get into it. Go ahead. You can, you can throw it in there. I have, I'll sneak it in the end. That's what I am said. going to... I forgot the way I was going to do my list. Um, Send it to me so I can find a picture. Oh, of Kyle's? Let me take a look really quick in order. Okay, so first off, I'm going to start with my honorable mention. And as I said before, my definition for Christmas movies is any movie with a Christmas scene. And my honorable mention <clears throat> is a movie that I watch every year around Christmas time because A, it's one of my favorite movies. And B, there is a scene where they're at a Christmas party. I know most of you are going to see this and go, how the fuck is this on a Christmas list? But it is, of course, American Psycho. Mm. Christian Bale, I love this movie. The book was just as good. Um However, though, in the movie, it takes place in the winter, and there is a scene where they're at a Christmas party. So for me, I consider this a Christmas movie, personal favorite. Uh, so this is my number six, if you will. I love, my, it. My I, sixth I love movie. this. I love this movie. Um, it didn't crack my top five, but I wanted to throw it in there as an honorable mention and just show you guys that you can branch out. Christmas movies don't have to be Christmas story, Christmas vacation, except something with the word Christmas in it. It can be a movie that just involves a Christmas scene. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me... Starting off my actual list in fifth place. And again, these are just movies that I watch every holiday season. They're must-watches for me. Fifth place is because of the Cleveland Connection, A Christmas Story. Obviously, I think most people have this on their list. The, the TBS 24-hour special where they run the movies through uh, with A Christmas Story, the leg lamp, all that fun shit. Um, personally, I, I think it's a fun movie. It's just something cool to watch. Um, it's definitely my favorite Christmas movie of all time. I've been to the museum in Cleveland, the house. Oh yeah. Um, are you going to buy the house? No, okay. it, it, it was not, not my style. It's a little outdated. <laughs> uh, it's a nice house though. It's really cool to go to. It's, it's a fun thing. Just knowing the history of it being from Cleveland. I feel like if I didn't live in Cleveland, I don't think this movie would be as fun for me, but that connection because I am from Cleveland makes it in my top five. Uh, my fourth movie is a newer one. It's a horror movie, but it's strictly about Christmas. And that is the movie Krampus. That is, of course, about the demon Santa, where when you don't believe in Christmas uh, and, and you're naughty, you don't get coal. You get this giant Krampus monster that comes around and swoops up the kids and throws them in a sack. And you get tortured, whether it be by... Uh, what's up? The, the file didn't save right. Oh, it didn't? All right, that's just, all right. Just picture. Um, you guys know what Krampus looks like. I'm sure you've seen it. As a, a very ugly, uh, scary thing. Beautiful movie. I love it. It's got Adam Scott from uh, Step Brothers. It's got the main woman from Hereditary. It's got uh, Berta, it Berta from Two and a Half Men. May mm -hmm. she rest in and peace. And Krampus is a thing built into got, like German German history. It's got Todd Packer in it too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Got, uh, but it's got, his a, name. it's got history. So, but no, it, it's it's a fun movie, and it is based on a real thing. There are actual Krampus. If you go to Oktoberfest, what do you see walking around? Krampus. And, and then right now in, in, in all over, there are actual Krampus like uh parades and yep. shit like that. It's a, it's no joke. People love Krampus. And Call of Duty as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Krampus is a real deal. It's it's an actual like uh European thing that they like believe in or what you know, like uh I won't say celebrate, but it's it's a thing. Uh so Krampus is my number four movie. Number three, classic from when I was a kid. I watch this every year. You can watch it for a lot of different holidays because of its uh 
mixture with things. There's a little Krampus up there in the corner. We got him. Uh, but for number three, there you guys get a little brief clip at the snow globe there. Uh, but number three is a nightmare before Christmas, a classic movie. <laughs> classic. I, I love it. Uh, Jack Skellington, such a cool character. Uh, Kyle is on the cover of the poster right now. <laughs> I am Jack Skellington, actually. You just imagine Kyle standing at the little edge of the cliff thing that Jack Skellington stands on in the movie poster. You guys know what it looks like. Um, but I love the movie. It's just fun. I remember being a little kid. It was creepy. It was weird. I think the thought of these people from Halloween that don't, the, all they know is like horror and shit like that. It's a classic movie. They, I mean, they see Christmas and they're like, what's this? Like, it's so fucking funny. That's like original. I love the concept of it. Uh, overall, again, they made it really weird. Tim Burton is, you know, a genius when it comes to making shit like this. Uh, and for it being in the early nineties, I think it was way ahead of its time. Oh yeah. Um, there's, I mean, there's songs you can movie. still sing in your head, you yeah. know, that you, from that movie. And Jack Skellington is it's such an iconic figure. Like every song is catchy as fuck. Like, it's just so good. I oh, love yeah. it. Uh, classic for me. I watch it every year. Uh, number two. Now we get to another actual Christmas movie. And that is Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. One of my favorites. I was actually just watching it last night. I love this movie. It's, Him and Sinbad together are so good. Phil Hartman, again, may he rest in peace, was phenomenal in this movie. He was so good as the creepy neighbor. Uh, Turbo Man, the kids, the whole fucking plot. It's super cheesy, but it's such a fun movie. Um, I watch this one all the time. This is it's again, one you can pick up anywhere you're watching it yeah. and just get stuck watching like it. Like last night, know? I literally had it playing while I was reading a book. And like I'd catch myself like looking over really quick at it. And then I'm like, no, no I want to read. And then I'm like... This part's really funny, though, and I'd look over. Yep. It's uh, actually on my list as well. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Classic movie. I love Jingle All the Way. This is definitely a classic. Sinbad, definitely. I, I agree. He steals the show. Yeah, He's absolutely. so funny in that movie. Um, my number one movie is is one that a lot of you may not have even heard of. It's not the biggest movie. Uh, it came out when some of these actors and actresses were early-ish in their career. They weren't as big as they are today. But my number one movie is Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds, uh, Anna Ferris. Amy Smart and uh, Kevin Klein. I love this movie. This is literally one of my favorite movies, not just one for Christmas. It's one of my favorites of all time. Like I quote this movie all the time. If it's on TV at any given time of year, I put it on. I watch this movie multiple times a year. Uh, I'll be honest. If I'm having like a bummer of a day or whatever, sometimes this is one I'll throw on just for the laughs because it really cheers me up. It's just a fun movie. His, his uh, braces, fat self is the. It's he's so good. This is this is the movie that truly made me fall in love with Ryan Reynolds as an actor and like how how just incredibly talented he is was seeing him in that fat suit mm -hmm. and then in the role he does in this movie because he plays basically two different characters he mm -hmm. plays this chubby pussy guy who couldn't get a girl to save his life and then he turns into this ladies man and the fact that he can do both so well and he's like conflicted on which one he wants to be in this movie just shows his range and how talented he is um again not just a christmas movie overall one of my favorite movies of all time like this will forever be in my top 10 of all time movies uh, so does of course is my number one. Christmas I just love movie. how he reverts by the the sexy ladies man who reverts back into kind of some of the the he has the retainer in his mouth. When he's the sitting there and they're like he's like oh maybe she doesn't like the Hollywood stuff and he goes well sh I'm gonna be the biggest pussy she's ever seen and he spits out all the fucking cotton swabs because he's getting his retainers. <laughs> it's just so good. He's such a good actor. Uh, one of my favorites. But that's my top five list. <clears throat> Again, those of you in the comments, if anybody wants to let me know what your favorite movies are. Uh, next up is Kyle's picks. So, yes. So, mine, and I'm, I already went the order I'm going to put them in, but they're not in order of what I love. Actually, the first one on the list is my favorite. Um, oh, you're going backwards. Yeah, I'm going to go backwards. Why not? We're changing it up here. I like it. Um, so, obviously, my favorite of all time is The Christmas Story. We talked about it already. I, I watch that at least three or four times on Christmas because, you know, you're kind of forced to with 24 hours of Christmas Story. So, this one's your number one. But this is uh, my um, this is my my next one I enjoy. My uh, This number one, The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. 
Oh, wait. So Santa Claus is your number one. Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying Christmas Story. I got you. So the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. This is a classic for me. I'm sorry. I just... I love Tim Allen. I, I think he's hilarious and stuff he does, TV shows he does. Um, but this role, this movie, at first, when I first watched it, I was like, it's kind of cheesy. But then you like watch it over and over again. Like, okay, I really like this. And we kick off every Christmas season watching this movie. Um, just And obviously, you know, there's sequels out. And there's a, I think there's the clauses right now on Disney+. Yeah, Plus. the Santa Claus. I haven't it watched, got renewed. I haven't watched either. I haven't, it already got picked up for another it? season. I haven't watched it yet, but... Uh, I like Tim Allen. I like this movie. If you haven't watched it, please give it a watch. It's it's definitely a new a new way of watching a Christmas. You know, Santa Claus falls off the roof. He dies. Um, you put on the suit. Now you're Santa Claus. And it mm-hmm. talks about how he has to go through becoming Santa Claus. He turns fat. He now kids sense he's Santa Claus. Santa Claus. He's growing a beard. He's putting on the weight. Uh, I think the scene in the in the business room when he orders lunch and he gets like all the all the sweets and the chocolate chip cookies and everything and it's a classic. Yeah, good movie. I, I like the movie a lot. I'm a big Tim Allen fan. I think most like everything he's done is is great. Yeah, absolutely. He's a good actor. He's funny. The only movie I think they should drop out of that one is the third one. Yeah, not great. Yeah, that one with uh, Martin Short. No, we actually uh, Martin Short and Steve Martin hosted SNL a couple weeks ago and they actually like made fun of Martin Short on that one for that movie. <laughs> Not a good movie. I didn't those, like those two are really good together. But I, yeah, they, I didn't they, like they that. Ragged on it, a was, bit. it was not good at all. Uh, my second one is a very, very classic movie. It's called Santa Claus the Movie. Um, now that one I've never heard of. So this one has been out for a long time. Clearly, it's an old movie. I think it's back okay, in the Dudley 80s. Moore. So yeah, that's very old. So this was something my grandparents and I used to watch every Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. They they loved Dudley Moore. They loved this. So the basics of the story is uh, it talks about the origin of Chris, uh, Santa Claus. So it's a it's a toy maker back in like early days who travels around every night, every winter, and drops off wooden, carved wooden toys to all these kids. Um, they get stuck out in a snowstorm. They get found by this magical place, which is the North Pole. And he gets turned into Santa Claus. And then it, it fast-forwards as many years where he goes head-to-head with Toymaker. And I'm going to have a brain fart what the Toymaker's name is, but he plays in Harry and Henderson's. He, he's a lead. Chevy Chase? No, no, the head guy in Harry and Henderson's. He uh, plays in um, Big Daddy 2. He's the dad of Will Ferrell. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. Uh- John Lithgow. Yeah, John Lithgow. He's a toy, evil toy maker in this one, so he goes head to head against Santa Claus. Basically, um, I like John Lithgow. I didn't know he was in that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Give it a watch. It's a classic for sure. So if you don't mind some of the grainy old '80s movies or whatever, but it's definitely worth watching. I'll check it out. I've actually never heard of that one, so I will have to see it. Uh, the next one, obviously, is a classic nowadays. Elf. Will Ferrell. Speaking of Will Ferrell, that was um, here. That one was close to being on my list. I just I, I had to make some tough decisions, and that one didn't so, make the cut. Fun fun story. If you get a chance on Netflix, um, these are the movies we love or whatever it gives kind of a backstory to elf and how it was made um it was directed by john favreau which obviously is a great director um but this 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 entire movie is hilarious to me um him wearing that and i love the fact in uh, what's his face he makes fun of uh, the elf character he punches the guy in the face oh uh in, Tyrion uh, in, from, yeah. from game of thrones no no no, no not this one no no in the movie spirited he sees a guy wearing oh, the elf yeah, outfit yeah. and he like punches him or laughs at him or something like that. My bad. I thought you were talking about when he got beat up by Peter Dinklage. Oh yeah, that too. But yeah, no, no, they definitely played homage or paid homage to Elf in yeah, Spirit yeah, for sure. Was, that guy was one hundred percent in the buddy of the Elf yeah. outfit. <laughs> um, but good movie, classic. You haven't seen it. I don't know what rock you live under, but I mean, there's a lot of quotable scenes, a lot of quotable gifts in this one. You sit on the throne of lies. Um, great movie. Uh, my next one is um, the classic Christmas Vacation. This is the second movie we start watching every year. Um, this is my favorite of the vacation movies for National Lampoon, I think. Um, but I'm we, a Vegas guy myself. Who, do you really? That's Over this? Yeah. Okay. I, I think Christmas Vacation's fine. Um, I also think at times it can be a little... It's a little boring. It's yeah. a little lost. Like yeah. when they have the scene where the whole family comes over to the house. I yeah. feel like that takes forever to like sure. get to anything, uh, personally. Good movie. 
I just, again, personal opinion. It's not one of my favorites. Right. I don't mind it. If it's on TV, I'll throw it on every once in a while, but it's not a must watch for me. I will say as an adult, it's relatable now because as he's putting the fucking Christmas lights on, he oh, plugs yeah, it in with all that. Turn like, on the frustration you have where he comes out with the uh, Michael Myers mask or the, I'm sorry, the Vorges Jason, mask yeah. with the chainsaw. Um, his, his, his arguing with his neighbors, his fucking crazy uncle Eddie, who comes and you know, the shooters full comment. So like that's the best part of the whole movie. Oh, absolutely. His cousin Eddie. So great movie. That's my, that's my next one. And then my last one before my bonus one is Scrooged with Bill Murray. Um, I love Bill Murray. Yeah, I don't think the guy makes bad movies at all, but this is another good take on the Christmas Carol. Watch a movie called St. Vincent with Bill Murray and you'll see a you bad like Bill Murray one? movie or also one. the other one, uh, the dead don't die. I heard that one was actually actually worth watching. That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Really? So uh, if you get a chance, watch those and then thank me later for <laughs> how you haven't watched them because they, they were not good in my opinion. So the um, the Christmas Carol gets told over and over and over again. This is just a different take, obviously, on the whole. Um, he's a executive in a TV network and they're actually doing a Christmas Carol. And then obviously he gets haunted by his boss, by whatever. It's funny. Bill Murray, it's great. It's, it's great. I think it's worth watching. It has a lot of good laughs in it. Um, but you haven't seen it, watch it. I'm sure you've seen it, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it in years, but yeah, I definitely saw but it. It's, it's definitely worth a watch. And then my bonus movie, which uh, we've talked about, um, that has Christmas in it, which is the first scene of the movie. Well, one of the first scenes is Rambo. And I'm sure people are going to get pissed off about this, but he gets arrested. He's in the sheriff's office and you see in the background, there's a Christmas tree with Christmas lights. I'm truly shocked. You don't have Die Hard on your list. You strike no, me as a big, like, I love Die Hard, but I wasn't going to be that guy. Everyone says Die Hard. Die Hard's yeah. like the most, because I could have thrown, it's, it's the most controversial Christmas. I was going to throw Lethal thing. Weapon out there too, because yeah. Lethal Weapon. A lot of people have Christmas that. A, time. a lot of people say Lethal um, Weapon is like one of their favorite quote unquote Christmas. Gremlins movies. was one I was going to yep. put out there too. That one's Christmas. Um, but Rambo is definitely a movie worth watching. It has Christmas in it a little bit, but it's a Christmas it's movie. And then the one I just texted Tim, if you can throw it up there, if you found a picture of it, uh, I should have had this one, but bad fucking Santa. This one just missed my list. I I, I love this one as well. Billy was, Bob Thornton to me is one of those actors. probably where, my seventh. If I had to make yeah. my, if we were doing a top 10 list, this would have made it, but it it's just a, missed it's, the He's cost. a cringe actor, but I mean. Um, this movie, he's so good. Yeah, the whole like where he just doesn't give a shit. Uh, May he rest in peace, but Bernie Mac is phenomenal oh, in this yeah. movie. And that little kid, I don't know his name, but the little chubby kid. Yep is so fucking good in this oh, yeah. movie. And and even in Bad Santa too, when he grew up and he was playing. Yeah, they should have never made a sequel. Yeah. But. but Bad Santa, worth watching, hilarious. I, we were watching this the other night. I love this movie. But that's my list, so there you go. And on to Tim. And now it's my man Tim Buck too, because we don't leave anybody behind on this show. So so for me, uh, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and start the list with my list with one of the movies that was on yours. Uh, Jingle All The Way. Classic. Uh, I, I just think this movie was like literally perfect for everything. I feel like this might have even started Black Friday. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I feel like uh, everything in this movie was so relatable that uh, you, you kind of can't leave it off. Uh, for me, anyway. Like, uh, I just think the movie was... Just... I think it's like, it's it's almost going to go down as a timeless movie because it's going to go back and show the history of how crazy it used to be shopping at Christmas time for parents. Right. So it's one of those where, like... Dude, that scene in a toy store where they're fighting over everything? When hilarious. everyone grows up and everyone has kids and obviously everyone online shops now, like, shit's not hard to find. Things don't sell out. Like, it's easy to buy whatever. Replace Turbo Man with that... that um. Tickle Me Elmo. Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly. So you could literally play this movie in 20 years and show people like, this is what it actually was like Christmas shopping in the 90s. And people are going to be like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Like, I think it's it's a historical movie. Uh, I I like that take. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. Um, (coughs) Next movie. Uh, everything Adam Sandler's touches for me on love it. Crazy like nights, a great movie. Um, I mean, there he you know he can have some duds for some people, but 
But uh, it like for me, I, I think I'm such a fan that I I love even his worst movies. Um, so um, Eight Crazy Nights, well, not one of his worst movies. But I tell oh, you, this movie is movie. phenomenal. Like it's, it's the humor in it is just great. Um, I mean, and it's a very very touching story. Everything is uh, yeah, very touching. Um, and it just it 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 makes you feel like. For me, it makes me feel like something like my family would experience, so like or you know anything. So I guess I I, I just love it for that, um, and uh, absolutely because he does singing in the movie. Like I just think it's it's hilarious. This would honestly, this would probably be in my top ten, yeah. no question about. It. I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, it it like I said, I, ever since Waterboy, um, and I'll even go back to Wedding Singer. Wedding Singer for me, Wedding Singer might be my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Truthfully, I love that movie so much. <laughs> Happy Gilmore for Damn. me, but yeah, yeah. Happy like, Gilmore is good. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, Billy Happy, Madison, uh, Big Daddy, Billy Madison. That's what it was. Big Billy Daddy. Madison. Yeah. Like Big when, Daddy uh, was good. The song that they played when my wife and I cut our cake was "Grow Old with You" that he sang to Drew Barrymore on the plane from Wedding Singer. I love that movie that much. That was literally the song we had him playing. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Uh, another movie for me. Next movie for me is The Holiday. Um, and look at the soft spot. I've never seen yeah. this one actually. This movie is, is uh, you could say definitely a chick flick because you said it is a soft spot. Um, I do love chick flicks. Uh, uh, fun no fact judging. about Ten Buck too. <laughs> um, but uh, Jack Black for me in this movie uh, or any movie, Jack Black to me is just like one of the, my favorite actors. Um, I watched Tenacious D like uh, at least Destiny. like. Probably, I <laughs> haven't seen it movie. in the last like two years, but oh, usually I was watching it a year, like at least once a year. Um, just because it's it's uh, Jack Black, like honestly, anything Jack Black touches, once again, uh, when I have a favorite person or a favorite actor, favorite singer, anything, like I don't kind of don't care what they do, I'm gonna support it just because it's one of, one of my favorite. He's people. a very underrated uh, singer, performer, and he's uh, just multi talented. He's yeah. like. He's the voice of Bowser in the upcoming Super Mario movie that I can't wait to see. That's hilarious. He's great. Um, I love some of his movies, like you said, movies that people probably never even heard of, like the movie Envy with Ben Stiller. Yeah. I love that movie. A lot of people probably don't even know about it. Uh, School of Rock. I was watching it all weekend. I love that movie. School of Rock is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie so much. I'm a huge Jack Black fan myself. (laughs) I wrote that down. I've got to watch The Holiday. And then what was your your Santa one was called? What? Just Santa Santa Claus the movie. Santa Claus the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, Another one. This one's kind of cheating. But uh, Home Alone. <laughs> Nothing uh, wrong with that. Home Alone it's is a classic. A classic. You like absolutely. this one over two, or do you think two is better? Um, I like them both. Okay, it's hard for me. That's to why pick he has one. the Home Alone collection. He's got I do have the Home Alone collection. I like that. It's very smooth. Um, because they, you know, it's I was his age at the time this movie came out, uh, you know, and I'm kind of am a loner, so like I would be able to survive. Uh, fend off from from robbers and everything like you know it, it's just uh it, it's relatable to me and but the movie itself is definitely a classic we gotta classic, get tim one of those talkbacks whatever they were called that little thing that he recorded in the first one. Oh yeah, yeah the little uh yeah yeah you know they made that for the movie and that never existed until the yeah. movie came out and then they had to make a mass because people were like this is amazing like i want one that's crazy. And that's how they did shit back, and that's why Jingle All the Way is such a good movie because that's what shit happens. How many of us did the hold a splash of aftershave? And oh, mimic, everybody did mimic that. Mimic the uh, that, Kevin in the mirror, the scream with the hands on your face. Yeah. Everybody does that. They still to this day, it's yep. still something that when you do it, everyone knows it's iconic. You know what it's from. And they hold a Kevin. <laughs> right. The, the fact that they're still making commercials referencing yeah. that movie just shows but it's you referencing how, another small guy named shows Kevin you how Hart, popular but, yeah. it is. My last one is is tripping out on me because 
I switched it. I thought we were doing uh, one by one, or you know, doing going down the list. I might oh, have lost that one, but that's okay. I'll find it while I do while I find it. Um, I am that guy that picked Die Hard. Uh, okay, I Die- knew it was gonna make it by yeah. somebody. I knew. <laughs> uh, Die Hard is well, the Die Hard series is one of my favorite series. Okay, um, Bruce Willis is my dog. I, I, I appreciate him big much. Uh, um. I mean, anything Bruce Willis touch, I'll even say, uh, for the most part, I'm definitely going to support. But for Die Hard, um, uh, Live Free Die Hard is my favorite Die Hard. Okay. Um, is that is that the one with Sam Jackson in it? Uh, no, that's three. That's with a vengeance, I believe. Okay. Yeah, um, Live Free or Die Hard was not that old. That's only the like, fourth one. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's when the, the White House blew up on, on video. Because then, that's then when they had the fire sale. A Good Day to Die Hard, I think, was the latest yes. on it, right? Okay. Um, which, I mean, it I, it definitely wasn't like the best. Well, die, hard, still, die Hard 2 is hard. You know, it's like though. the John Wick. So you just keep making them and I'm, I'll watch it. I'm going to watch it. It was yes. not very good, though. Oof. You said Die Hard 2 wasn't not good? Not very good. Not the best. I've it, seen. Was, it was that's a little cheesy. It was definitely cheesy. It was a little cheesy. They were definitely trying to take advantage of the money that they made on the first one. It was no a question cheesy, about it. But uh, you know, I still, I still watch the whole series back to back. Like, so uh, you take Die Hard over Lethal Weapon if you had to choose, because you know those yes. are like similar movies. Lethal Lethal Weapon was good. Don't get me wrong, I love Lethal Weapon. I'm definitely getting too old for this shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm picking Die Hard. Uh, and then um, next movie is actually The Best Man Holiday. Um, Never seen that one. This was uh, also this was actually uh, the second one to the best man. Uh, the best man was the first one. The second one, uh, best man holiday. Uh, this was maybe redone. I want to say maybe ten years after the first one. I don't. Maybe the main people. This I can't see that. Uh, it was a lot of people. This is a star-studded cast. Um, they had uh, Tay Diggs, uh, More Chestnut, uh, Sanaa Lathan, Nia Long, uh, Terrence Howard. Um, Love Terrence Howard. Uh, it was He's got a very uh, small penis. <laughs> I don't really care about Why that. I go with that. <laughs> He's from Cleveland, and it's very—it's famous that he showed his very small penis in a movie before. <laughs> Every time I hear Terrence Howard, that's all I think of now is his small penis. <laughs> so it's got, it's got that big dick energy. Though, We're talking about movies. balls. I have to talk about a penis every now and again. Penis every once in a while. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite movies. It's very touching. Um, once it gets to the end, you'll see. You know what, what makes it real. Real touching. I mean, I would even say like it. I might have tear jerked a little bit. Um, no shit. Okay, I'll check this one out. I wrote it down. I've never seen it. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I love this movie. Um, I feel like I'm missing one. Uh, but that's it for me. I think I those did are, all of them, gentlemen. Those are good lists. I also like that we didn't have a lot of duplicates for each other. No, I like the diversity and little difference of picks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just love watching Christmas movies around this time. It's cool because it's getting cold outside. You want to just stay home and do jack shit. So the one was on last night. I forgot about too. Is one Seth Rogen that things the night before. The night Christmas. before. That's a good one. That's hilarious. Uh, really quick. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Cavs because we're we're running out of time. But I just want to give a quick shout out to them. They are up by twenty one right now against the Bucks. I Show guess them. Vegas knew what's going on. Yeah, it is. Third quarter just started, and they are up sixty three to twenty. Uh, sixty three to forty two. Giannis is playing. He has twenty one points. The next highest scorer for the Bucks, six. Cavaliers defense is not fucking around tonight. Wow, go Cavs! They are establishing dominance against the number two Best. team in the East. What? They're number, they're number one. I thought Boston's number one. I think they're. I know they're one and two, Boston and, and either Milwaukee. way. I thought, I thought Boston was might, one. I could might, be wrong. We might be beating both the best teams in the East. So either way, awesome. Uh, let's get right into picks. Well, actually, I'm sorry. We got one quick story before we get into picks. I want to do this news story. Uh, the Chiefs. <laughs> 
the Chiefaholic is his nickname. He dresses up like a wolf. He goes to Chiefs games, and apparently he also robs banks on the side. That is how he makes his money for the Chiefs, and he does not care about his disguise, as you can see there. Milwaukee's half a game up on Boston. Oh, they are one. Okay. Not after tonight. Uh, But he dressed, he put his wolf mask on and robbed a bank to get some money, which is funny because people have now dug up his old tweets where he, he tells people, some people talk shit to him, and they're like, why do you waste all your money on Chiefs games and this and that? And he goes, I make good money and I have I have a side hustle. I'm fine. Turns out his side hustle was literally robbing banks. So this, this is not the first bank. he's No, robbed. my understanding is that he's robbed multiple banks. He just finally got caught. Wow. Uh, so the guy's a fucking idiot. Uh, it's hilarious. So I love it. That's why I've always hated these super fans that dress up and try to give themselves names. And like, how give far? Themselves how shit. long until Pumpkinhead pulls some bullshit? My understanding is Pumpkinhead could be locked up for some domestic oh, incident. Oh, yeah, that, that's well, well proven. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, he should be locked up, but he's not for whatever reason. I've always, I stand by this. I hate people that dress up and try to make themselves characters at games. Uh, I hate Pumpkinhead. I hated the Fry Guys. I didn't give a fuck about Big Dog. Anybody that dresses up and goes to sporting events to try to make themselves a thing, like, I, I hate that. If yeah. you go and you're just, you dance and you're funny, whatever, but dressing up and trying to make yourself a character, I fucking hate that. That's like people that try to give themselves nicknames. You can't do that. It has to come naturally. This dressing up, forcing yourself to be cheap, saholic is fucking lame. And I'm happy that this guy will still be howling every night, but just for different reasons than the Chiefs as he's going to jail or prison for quite some time. Uh, so fuck him and fuck the Chiefs. With yeah. that being said, I have to say I hate them now because they're in the AFC and the Browns are actually getting good. So without further ado, let's get into picks. And we are going to rip through these pretty quickly so we can have some time to break down the Saints and Browns. I will say for this week, 16, totally up to you guys. I'm going to throw it by you. I think we did it last year with me because I had a pretty decent lead on you at the end of the year. Yeah. So I think we did it this way. If you're not cool with it, you let me know. Um, you will go first on all the picks. Okay. And then I will base my picks off of you if i want to go opposite to try to make the comeback okay or if you're cool with that no i'm fine with that i think that's how we did it last year we hand out fucking lifelines all the time so it's okay i think i did it last year because i said i don't want to i don't want to hear your picks and then pick the same as you to prevent you from winning so it's like to make it fair i'll go first and then you can go from there i think that's how we did it last year so uh we have the scores up right now i have a one i made i made a little ground last last week with one game uh, you see the scores going down there. I have three weeks to catch up five games. Not going to be easy. Uh, I have a long three weeks ahead of me, and I got to start gaining some ground, and one game a week ain't going to cut it. So I got to make some tough decisions ain't here. Ain't going to cut it. So without further ado, let's get into Thursday Never Night Football. going to get it. You have the red-hot Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the ice-cold losers of New York. New York is hosting this game. Uh, Trevon Walker is out. Trayvon Walker, I'm sorry, their number one overall pick. And uh, Trevor Lawrence is still dealing with his foot or toe injury, whatever the fuck he has. Uh, so this game's Thursday night, actually a pretty good game, which is funny because when you see this one on the schedule in the beginning of the season, I looked at this and I was like, there ain't no fucking way I'm watching that game. Now it's actually kind of a good game. A, the Browns really need the Jets to lose. Yep. And uh, the Jaguars are actually a good, fun team to watch. This game is actually turning into one that most Browns fans should be watching. This is going to be a uh, fun game to watch, me. and since I'm going first, I assume I'll go first, Tim, you go second. We'll leave the guy who's way behind third here. Well, Tim and I have a separate bet that he's not going to lose, so he's okay with his Oh, he's got from, a separate bet. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, we talked about it before. It, it was if Tim goes over 500, I have to do a stand-up set. 
Yeah, and I think I'm good. Yeah, I think you're all set. So Tim's, nice. Tim's pick doesn't really make my make, make okay, me change fine. my mind by any stretch. All right, so in this game, um, give me the Jags. Uh, I think uh, they're on a roll. Uh, they're a team that I think is uh, up and coming. And is I just think the Jets are just are, they're losing their stride a little bit here. Um, but it's going to be fun nonetheless. But yeah, give me the give me the Jags in this one. Tim, you can go ahead. Um, I'm going Jags as well. Uh, I think they are. Are their momentum is high? Is high, um, and they they've been on a roll, like you guys said. All right. Well, speaking of that last story we just did with that Chiefsaholic douchebag, I'm the lone wolf right here. I'm going Jets. Oh, it ties it all in. Um, it's yeah. very possible for the. I just to win. look at it is with the injuries with uh, Trevor Lawrence. I watched most of the Jets, or I'm sorry, the Jags uh, Cowboys game. I think Quinn and Williams. The Jets defense is really good. We've talked about this all year. Yep. Uh, Zach Wilson does stink, but they're at home. I think their defense is going to make enough trouble for the Jags offense, and they're going to do just enough to win this game. I think Robert Sala is really going to have to come out and establish that he can win a game after what he did on on Sunday. Um, The Jags went to overtime. They're already kind of banged up. They're without Trevon Walker. Uh, The Jets are relatively healthy. Again, they get Quinn and Williams back this week, who's one of the best defensive players in football. Uh, So with that, I got to make up some ground, and I think this is a 50-50 kind of game. I'm going with the home team. I'm glad you guys both picked the Jags. I am going Jets. All right. Next, we got the Bills versus Bears, right? Are we on the same list here? Yep. All right. I'm on ESPN if that's what you yep, went that's off what of. I went off of. Okay. So, Bills versus Bears. This is pretty easy. I think we're all just agreeing this one. I'm taking the Bills here. I can't roll the dice on this one. <laughs> I can't lose a game. I got to go Buffalo. Bills, Bills, Bills. I love Bills. I love Buffalo wins. That's what I want right now. Uh, next up, uh, we'll skip New Orleans and Cleveland till the end. So, we will go to Houston and Tennessee. <sighs> This is a picket in the moment type. Game. And this is, yeah, Ryan Tannehill is banged up. So they're going to be going with Malik Willis. Um, and then I'm just Houston is going with. Uh, it doesn't matter who you're going with. What the fuck? Davis Mills, who actually went out and looked really good against the Chiefs last weekend. The, the Texans are actually playing. They're playing with heart. They're losing, but they're playing well. Which makes me feel better about the, the Browns game with them where everyone came out and bashed them. Because they were like, Watson sucks. What a wasted trade. Then the the Texans go out and nearly beat the Cowboys. Then they go out and nearly beat the Chiefs. That makes me go, okay, the Browns are playing just like the Chiefs and Cowboys. Yeah. I can live with that. With that said, I am going to say the... Oh, man. Give me the Texans in this one. I think the Texans are going to play with that heart again this week. And without Tannehill behind, I, I believe the Texans squeak out a win against the Titans. Fuck the Texans. All right, then. <laughs> easy pick there for Tim. <laughs> uh, I'm actually with Tim. I'm going to go Tennessee. I think uh, the Titans are trying to hold on to their their division. Uh, Mike Rabel's a really good coach. They did look a little distracted last week, but they did play really well against the Chargers. The Chargers are a good team. They held them. They almost beat them. They blew it at the end there. I do think they're going to give a healthy dose of Derrick Henry this week to help Malik Wills ease in, and they're going to really focus on the defense to shut down the Texans. Texans defense isn't very good, so I think if Derrick Henry gets rolling early, I also have him in my playoffs first round this week. So if <laughs> Derrick Henry really goes off, I'm going to be very happy. So I have to go with Tennessee. Uh, so I'm picking the Titans. Next up, Seattle at Kansas City. I think this one's going to be a clean sweep for all three of us. Yeah, give me the Chiefsaholic Chiefs for the win here. Yeah, I don't think the wolf guy getting arrested is really going to affect the the Chiefs mentally at all. They probably so, didn't know this guy existed. No, but... they probably saw the story and they're like, this fucking idiot comes to our games every week. They have no idea who he was. Uh, but yeah, give me, a, give me a clean sweep of Kansas City. Next up, 
we have the New York football giants taking on the Minnesota Miracles, the AKA the Vikings, the 11 and three Vikings at home, New York giants trying to continue to win so they can hold on to a, uh, potential wildcard spot. Whereas Minnesota clinched the North last week with their win. Does Minnesota take their foot off the gas a little bit, or do they say fuck you to the division? I mean, they're in a different division, but they're conference rivals of the giants. If I'm Minnesota, I'm like, fuck you. I want to beat the giants and kick them out of the playoffs. Or do you say, let's just make sure everyone gets to the postseason healthy? I know. Give me the uh, chain wearing glasses, pimp daddy, Vikings in this game. I'm going Vikings as well. And my thought process is I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas. And I think Justin Jefferson is pissed. He gets a lot of late hits. He's not happy. He complained about it a little bit. He wants that Calvin Johnson. And he's very too. close to setting the record for the most receiving yards in a season. I think he's going to go out there and do everything in his power to get that uh, record, which is funny because Doesn't fly in Minnesota. And lo and behold, Justin Jefferson might be winning What's it called? ISIS? No, the shit that they believe in with Illuminati? the rich people. That's it, Illuminati. Oh, they're, they're similar. So it's okay. yeah, the same thing. Uh, but yeah, give me Minnesota here. Timothy, what say you? I'm actually going Giants. Uh, and the only reason I'm going Giants is because uh, I feel like they are. It's going to be like a weird, another weird game. I think this is going to be the weird game of the week. And I think that's what's going to allow them to get it. I could see that 100%. I mean, especially after the comeback they just had to make against the Colts. The Vikings have been in a lot of really weird games that kind of came down to the last minute with a lot of weird shit happening. They're one of the strangest 11-3 and three teams I've ever seen. Um, so I'm not going to lie. I'm not 1,000% confident in taking the Vikings. It's one of those, like, <laughs> I'm going with the home team, and I just think they're going to really go out there and try to establish uh, some, some offense to try to get Justin Jefferson that record. So I had to go with it. Uh, next up, we move to... Cincinnati at New England, surprisingly low spread. I think it was like three points. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's going to be cold as fuck, so that makes sense if that's why the spread's so low. Um, and with that being said, this is also, before I even make my pick, bold prediction, I have one for this game. Okay. I'll give it to you after we make our picks. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm taking Cincy in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going Patriots. I never really Ooh, picked these guys. Okay. Wow. Um, but I, I think this one... Uh, one, uh, Belichick has to be in their asses right now. Um, and I feel like this is like their redemption game for whatever the fuck happened last week. Um, I, it's going to still not be like pretty for them, but I think it's going to, they're going to squeak it out. Tim's is rolling the dice this week. I, I mean, I like where Tim's head's at. Uh, the Bengals have a lot of injuries in their defensive line. Trey Hendrickson and, um, the other white guy that they have, I forgot his name, but I think he's Sam Hubbard. He is out, um, their defensive line's banged up offensively. It's going to be a cold fucking game in New England. You know how cold it can get there in Foxborough. Um, I'm torn on this game. With that low spread, makes me think Vegas is kind of onto something. Uh, take the Patriots. I am going to take the Bengals. However, my bold prediction, it's going to be a close game. My bold predict- prediction is that uh, Joe Burrow's streak of 20 consecutive games with a touchdown, longest streak in the NFL, passing touchdown, snaps. He does not throw a touchdown this weekend. Wow. That's my bold prediction. That is a very bold prediction. They win on the ground. It's going to be cold. They're going to run the ball. Um, I just think they have a little more firepower than the the Patriots. So with that being said, I had to go Cincinnati. 
don't gr- disagree with any of those statements besides I think Patriots win. I mean, I part of me wants, I mean, w- w- me predicting that Joe Burrow doesn't throw a touchdown and then not picking the Patriots to win is kind of redundant, but it is what it is. I live and die on the hill, so I'll just do what I can. Um, Detroit at Carolina. Clean sweep for everybody? Yeah. Give me Which, those. I got to hear it from Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. That's two of them. Did the oh, Panthers yeah. make that sound too? They do, huh? Is, I think, that, is um, the Panthers a little more higher pitched? I think or? he's got to sing the song that he sang last week. That would really help. I forgot what I sang last You sang week. The Lion King, dude. How did you forget? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait. That's how I know he's taking the Lions. To be king. Love it. Everybody else in consensus here. Yeah, I got the Lions here. Yeah, give me the Lions. Uh, and uh, they're working their way into a playoff game? 100%. Yeah, they, they keep winning it. Crazy for Detroit. And that's why it's kind of weird a weird situation for Minnesota because Minnesota looks at the Lions and they're like, if we win against the Giants this week and the Lions win, that moves the Lions into the playoffs, or at least right there, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> if I'm the Vikings, I'm kind of looking at that and I'm going, if I have to face either of these teams in the playoffs, I'm more afraid of the Lions than I am the Giants. So it's kind of like, do you take the step back and let the Giants win this week just to keep them in the playoffs? Or do you keep your division foes out? Kind of something to think about. I know saying it out loud makes you go, no, NFL teams don't tank games, but I think they think about shit like this. You really want to think about your playoff opponent and you got to make sure you, you're doing what, as much as you can to help the seeding in your favor, I would think. Uh, so yeah, clean sweep for the Lions right there. Next up, you've got the shitty Baltimore Ravens against the shitty Atlanta Falcons in Baltimore. It's supposed to be cold as shit. I think it's like negative five degrees is the projected. I think Lamar's back this week, too. Uh, no, I think he's still out. He's still questionable. That it's really? still, yeah, he okay. hasn't practiced yet. He's still up in the air. Um, I, even I, if he comes back, though, give me the Ravens. Yeah, I don't care. I think the, the their defense is one. so good going up against the rookie. Sweep. Yeah, going against Desmond Ritter. Uh, the Falcons are who we thought they were. They're not a very good team. Um, I, I think the Ravens should win this one pretty easily. It's going to be a low scoring game, but I think their defense is going to do everything they can to win it. And, They'll do just that. So Baltimore for everybody. Oh! There we go. Edgar Allen. Wait, Falcons also make that noise too. Grab <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of confusing games this week. Falcons don't make cacaws. So I'm with Tim on that. Okay, I think Tim's caw. right. Got it. He's wearing the black. He's dressed like a goth, like Edgar Allen Poe. I knew where he was going. With it. He was reading poetry. I knew what he, he was doing. Tonight. That's why he's got the glasses on. He came straight from a, a Def Jam poetry reading or whatever. <laughs> why does he got to be Def Jam, man? That's just not good. Because that's what the poetry I know what I don't know what you watch at home but that's all I watch is Def Jam um Washington at San Francisco Washington coming off that killer loss on Sunday another loss here could potentially put them out of the playoff race which is good news for the Browns because we play them next week so my goal is for Washington to keep losing and then have no heart left and then they face the Browns and they just come out there and not give a fuck and we win pretty easily. I, so I just don't see any team really beating this defense. No, the Niners have. are just so fucking good. So yeah, uh, give me give me the give me the 49ers in this one. Are we going sweep or is Tim defending his the house name like it's Game of Thrones? I would love to defend the house name. Sometimes you just got to be realistic though. I know that feeling. Yeah. Uh it's going to be a, a party match for the 49ers. Very mm, very party game out there. San Francisco for everybody. The San Francisco treat. Ding. Um, Philadelphia, Dallas. This could have been the game of the week, but with Jalen Hurts potentially being out, uh, we might get the Gardner Minshew versus Dallas game, which still could be just as exciting, but not as fun because Jalen Hurts was running away with the MVP race. Uh, so this is definitely going to hurt him there. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to sweep back in and take it. 
if Jalen Hurts misses an extended period of time, I still don't even know really what his timetable is. Um, we don't even know if he's out yet, though. He's, yeah, he's questionable as of right now, but I've seen reports that say he could miss a month. So it's one of those. It's like the Josh Allen thing when, uh, excuse me, when Josh Allen hurt his elbow, everybody was like, is this guy going to be hurt? Is it going to cost him a month? And then he came out and played the next week and beat up on the Browns. Yeah. So didn't affect him as much as we thought, but this is a shoulder injury for Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts is a very physical, mobile quarterback, takes a lot of hits. So maybe resting him isn't the worst idea in the world if you're the Eagles. I, this is a very, uh, I'm going to be watching this game closely because a lot of my playoff fantasy uh, things fall on this fucking game. I, I'm facing, if he plays, facing Jalen Hurts. And I talked about it before the show started, uh, just to let you guys know what big of a dickhead I am. Uh, the guy that I'm playing has Jalen Hurts. He has no backup quarterback on his bench. So what I did with the extra room that I have on my roster with players that I didn't need and some extra space, I picked up three extra quarterbacks, the top three that were available, just so he can't have them, because that's the kind of person that I am. Anything to win. Bill Belichick taught me that. I don't fuck around when it comes you to winning and losing. Sucks. Deflate gate. You guys know how I term. feel about wins and losses. Um, so I'm, I was back and forth in this game because I think it's going to be a good game no matter what. But I think at home, I think the Cowboys squeak a win out here. I do too. Uh, and I, I'm going into this with Gardner Minshew not playing. I think the Cowboys are really pissed off at the way last week ended. Um, it, what's really fucked up to think about, my buddy's a diehard Cowboys fan, so you're going Cowboys, I'll write that down before yeah. I forget. Um, my buddy's a diehard Cowboys fan, he's from Galveston, Texas. He, I text him right after the, uh, when I heard about the Jalen Hurts news, and I'm like, man, them pissing away that game on, uh, what was it, Sunday, against the Jaguars, I'm like, that's going to really come back to bite you guys in the ass, because now you you lost another game behind Philly, who could potentially be without Hurts. So Philly could go on a little bit of a losing streak here, but the fine. Cowboys might be fucked, because... They, they lost that what should have been a winnable game. When yep. you're up by multiple touchdowns, you can't lose that game. Um, so I think the, the, the division is pretty much in hand for the Eagles, but a healthy Jalen Hurts means everything. They really need that bye week, though, uh, week one. So they have to keep trying to win because Minnesota could swoop in and take the number one spot in the, nor- in the uh, NFC. Um, with that being said, yeah, I'm going in with no Jalen Hurts. I'm going with the Cowboys. I think they're going to be pissed off. Micah Parsons is going <laughs> to have himself a game. Uh, I think they're going to really want to just show the world that last week against the Jags was a fluke. They're they're going to play hungry. They are at home, though, where they don't tend to show up that well, but I do have to go with Dallas in this one. This is tough. Uh, if they had Jalen Hurts, I definitely was picking the <coughs> Eagles. Um, one, because this is around the time the Cowboys start fumbling the bag. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they do this yearly at this point. Um, this is the point where Jerry Jones gets upset. Um, he starts uh, throwing fit. You could tell he's about to fire somebody. He does something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with with the injuries and the way uh, last game went, I feel like the Cowboys have to squeak this out. I agree with that. So we got a clean sweep for the Cowboys here. And then Saturday night, um, we have well, if you for those of you keeping score at home, you have Franco Harris zero. You have the Grim Reaper one. Ooh. He took care of that one today. That goes to all you Steeler fans. I was really nice about it on social media today. I wanted to tweet a bunch of jokes and talk shit. But I'm a mature I'm a bigger man gave now. that immaculate reception. And you know what's soul. funny is um, when I go on Twitter, uh, I'll click whenever anybody talks about Deshaun Watson, I click the like view comments just to see a few. 99% of them are just people being pieces of shit. I, I notice a lot of times when the Browns tweet shit, there are random Pittsburgh fans and like fan accounts that will follow and like just talk shit about the Browns. It's crazy to me how obsessed they are. I never even thought about that. Um, but they really are. So there was one guy the other day, somebody posted like Miles Garrett you know, not practicing with a shoulder injury, but he plays every week. So it's expected. And I read the comments and there's a Steelers fan. His account is like, 
his name is literally Pickens Pickett or something like that. It's George good, Pickens good Kenny Pickett. Him. Um, he tweets something like he needs to learn how to drive. So I sent him a picture of Ben Roethlisberger on a motorcycle, and that's all I did. I didn't say a fucking word. I just sent him that picture because Ben Roethlisberger got in that fucking accident. So I'm like, that guy's got some room to fucking talk. Um, but guys like that are who I wanted to go at today and just tell them how happy I was as a Browns fan, and not really go into detail. I didn't want to like, I didn't want to uh, celebrate Franco Harris dying, but I kind of wanted to just be a dick and just be like, oh, what a great day for Browns fans. Isn't that today. reception question? It hit the ground. It definitely hit the fucking ground. Everybody knows it. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's actually it's immaculate su- bullshit. It's, is it, it sucks, though, because it's like the, the three. It's, it's, the, it's the, the 50 year anniversary. Yeah. This Saturday, they're retiring Franco yeah. Harris's number. Couldn't fucking he wait. was going to be there for it. I think because he knew the ball hit the ground. He probably killed himself. He didn't want to be in, in at the stadium. <laughs> he, he couldn't live with the guilt anymore of lying <laughs> and in front of all Shit. those fans. Or he's pulling a fast one. He's going to jump off the top of the stadium like Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl. He's actually alive. They're pulling a fucking fast one on everybody. We'll find out on Saturday. Tune um, in to this game because no one else is going to watch it. One thing I thought that was funny is it's the, it's the main game Saturday night uh, because they're making a big deal of the Immaculate Reception. Now it's only going to be about a Franco Harris memorial. So that game kicks off at 8.15. It's safe to say I will turn it on at about 8.20 because I don't give a fuck about all the pregame stuff. Uh I did see Lee make a make a post today about Franco Harris, which I understand he's a he's a Steelers fan, so it's you know hitting close to home. And he said something like, "They're going to come out so motivated and win this for Franco and this and that." And like, I, I got a, I got bad news for a lot of you people out there. I understand you guys you have a rivalry with Pittsburgh and in Cleveland and a love for these ex players and things like that. Current players probably don't even really know who the fuck Franco Harris is. Let's be honest. The Pittsburgh Steelers have like George Pickens and Kenny Pickett. You think these guys really give a fuck about Franco Harris? Same thing with the Browns. They know who Jim Brown is because he's one of the greatest players of all time. All the other history, they don't give a fuck. They don't hate the Steelers just because they play for the Browns. We hate them because we're Browns fans. That shit isn't real with real football. They don't give a fuck about the immaculate reception. That happened. Not one of these players were alive for that. They don't care. And I don't think Mike Tomlin's in there like, guys, we got to win this for Franco you this like week. The win one for the Gipper speech. Yeah, he doesn't. Nobody gives a fuck that he's dead. Like I mean, it's sad for Steelers fans. They're going to be all fucking whiny all weekend. We need about to share it. the show in a Pittsburgh state uh, page. Well, too bad we're we're banned from all those groups, according to Dave. So they can all go fuck themselves. Do, do you but, feel better now? You got it off your chest? Yeah, I really just wanted to yeah. let everybody know how I felt about that. Who cares? Good. The immaculate reception's bullshit. He died. Uh, this game's a fucking dud. Vegas and Pittsburgh, two shit teams facing off each other. Uh, <coughs> going to be cold as hell. Uh, I. With that said, though, and that reason alone, I'm taking Pittsburgh in this one. I'm picking Pittsburgh strictly because of the defense. I <laughs> I don't think that Vegas is going to travel well in the cold. Um, I hate to agree with you, but I just think they're going to play like they did against the Panthers. They're going to run 20-play, short-distance drives. They're going to move the ball very slowly they're gonna keep that and defense methodically. The field. They're going to freeze their ass off. And then, yep. you know, the defense is going to come out there and make life miserable for, for Derek Watt, who's not a very good quarterback, especially this year. Uh, I don't think throwing the ball is going to be that easy. It's going to be a late Saturday night, cold wind, et cetera, possibly snow. Um, I don't think Vegas is going to be prepared for this. I also think Vegas is like probably still living on another planet after that weird win against Bill Belichick last week and the Patriots. They're probably, they're not going to be ready for this Saturday. Um, so I'm with you. Give me Pittsburgh, unfortunately. Uh, vote for Dick. Um, uh, Kenny Pickett is gonna be great this game. Ooh, uh, this fucker goes on one running. I know. Show. All of a sudden, all of a Pittsburgh in my mouth. That's all it is. No, I just said Kenny Pickett was gonna have a great game. However, give me the Raiders. The only difference that I know Tim didn't go full Steelers or anything or Pittsburgh is that he got glasses and he knows how to read. So 
Pittsburgh fans don't do that. They just they squint at everything and they're like, oh, I think that was my cousin that I touched for tits last night. They don't know what they're looking at. Tim gets glasses. He knows what Slap, he's doing. Slapping those titties. Slapping the titties. So yeah, you're I going Pittsburgh I, also, Tim? No. No, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Going, I'm going Raiders. Oh, so yeah. you're going Raiders, but Pickett's going to have a great game. Yes. Okay. Going for the high scoring LV. Let me put the little asterisk there. I forgot to put my asterisk. And Pickett goes off. There we go. And then we go to Sunday with a real snooze fest of a trio of games, starting off with Green Bay at Miami. This one actually might be an okay game. Um, Green Bay is in a weird situation where they need to win out to try to get into the playoffs. Easier said than done. Miami's probably kind of pissed off. They haven't won in a while. Uh, Green Bay is not a very good team, unfortunately, and I think Miami's going to expose them. So I'm going to go with Miami. I'll make the pick first just because I feel like we're all going to pick the same. Nope. You're going Green Bay. Going, pit, going to Packers here. Really? I feel that <clears throat> just what you said, I can't stop coughing, Jesus. Uh, the Packers, I think they need to win out. They have to win out. And I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to kind of light that fire a little bit. And I, I think they're going to win this game. Okay. I am also going discount <clears throat> double check. Wow. Oh. Well, I thank you for letting me earn another game. Uh, <laughs> next up, 430, a real shit show. We've got Brett Ripken or Ripken, Harvey say his fucking name, uh, taking on Baker Mayfield and the Los Angeles shit Rams. Dud of a game. Um, I'll let Kyle go first here because I feel like this one might be a different different pick. Yeah, I'm people. going Broncos in this one. Okay, then we're all the and same. And I got a bold predict too. <laughs> okay. I got Baker throwing three interceptions this week. Is that bold? Okay, give me four then. <laughs> no, I think it is. I think nah, I, haven't is seen, I haven't seen Baker throw three in a long time or ever. It I was think. Christmas last year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, hey, there we go. A year ago. Here we go. A year ago. The one year. We're going to celebrate univer- anniversaries. Three, three interception anniversary for Baker. And what says Tim? Uh, yeah, Broncos. I I just, their their defense, defense is really yeah, good. Yeah. And their offense is actually moving the ball without Russell Wilson a little bit. I mean, they put up 24 points last yep. week or whatever. Uh, and yeah, Baker looked like shit. The Rams are just, a, they're a dead team. They were officially mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. I think it's going to make a lot of guys check out. And um, a difference a year makes for that team, huh? I mean, they got swamped with injuries. Yeah. When you lose the the MVP Offensive Player of the Year in Cooper Cup, you lose your quarterback, you lose Aaron Donald, who's the best defensive player in football. That's going to hurt you. Uh, so give him Denver as well. Next up, Tampa Bay at Arizona with no Colt McCoy and with no Kyler Murray. I think this one's pretty easy, in my opinion. Give me Tampa Bay. Yeah, give me the Bucks here. We're all in agreement. Can I get a Can I get a bird? Or no, wait, we're going Bucks. No, never mind. I wanted you to. Can do I get Cardinals. a pirate? Arr, there we go. go. I'll take an arg. And then Monday Night Football, another kind of a shit show. You've got the Chargers taking on Nick Foles and the Indianapolis Colts. Does anybody want the Colts? Uh, no, I don't want the Colts. Nor do I. I, I might take the Colts. You got, you got to roll with Jeff Saturday one more time, maybe, huh? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it. I, th- I just think the. I think the the stars are aligned for them again. I do too. So you're going Chargers, right? <laughs> no, I'm going to You are going to Oh, oh shit. shit. When I brought up Jeff Saturday, you giggled so much. I thought you were going with the Chargers. No, I think I think uh it's another like I just feel you like Nick Foles ignites game. them a little bit and kind of yeah. kind of warms them up a little bit. I, I mean, it's I possible the man's be. got a Super Bowl we'll ring. See, yeah, that's what he does. Nick Foles and <laughs> if, when it gets cold outside, he's a guy that you want on your team. Um and now really quickly, let's do we talked a little bit about it before the show like early in the show when we were talking about the Browns and Ravens. Uh, of course, that's going to be the Browns and the Saints. They play on Saturday, 1 o'clock. Um, I couldn't find a really good picture with the logos on it, so I went with that one. I thought it was kind of cool. 
You get both. I got one get actually. Nick Chubb getting ready to. I wish we were playing it. You want to throw right it up, now? Tim? Go ahead. I wish we were playing it. I found right a couple now. like the ESPN basic ones, but I was like, I just I'm gonna go with Nick Chubb. He's my dude. Um, Ooh, that's a nice one. I I saw this one. I actually liked it too. The only thing that I didn't like, and I it's. No, no, not even the bottom. This one's just my own little personal pickiness. It's because they have Andrew Hawkins with the sticker on the front of his helmet as the Browns picture. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that. But I did, I did like the picture, though. I thought it was a really cool idea. I was about to use it, but I was like, if they used any other Browns player, they had to take a picture from training camp where you got the fucking name tag on the helmet. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be an interesting game. It's going to be really cold. While we're, they're projecting, which, from you know, we've lived in Cleveland how long? How many times do you get a weather report where it, it never lives up to its, its... The weather reports changed 10 times this week. Alone. Yeah, it, it, it never lives up to the full hype. So the, right now, the, the prediction is like four inches of snow, which isn't bad. That's not bad at all. They'll have that cleaned up in no time. However, wind chill, 50 degree, 50 mile an hour winds, it's going to make it feel like it's like negative 20 or something like that. It's supposed to be fucking frosty on sa- Saturday. Frosty? Yeah. Uh, it's gonna frosty be a, nips. It's going to be a frosty bitch out there on Saturday afternoon. Um, I don't envy anybody that has tickets to this game, although it is kind of funny because uh, the Browns are technically battling for a playoff spot. But if somebody offered me tickets, I'd happily decline. I'd be like, no, thank you. It's yeah. Christmas Eve. I got shit to do with my family and I am not freezing my tits off at a Browns game right now. It's too cold. I'm getting older. I've noticed over the last couple of years, I am way more vulnerable to the cold. I say that as I didn't wear a jacket tonight because I'm stupid. You're, but And I'm wearing shorts. So, But uh, you, you at least brought a jacket. So you, you have one part of your body covered i'm just wearing jeans they don't they don't provide much insulation but uh yeah i cannot go to this game this game's gonna be interesting you got the cold weather we're gonna really have to establish the run game does ethan posick play i hope so i really think he's gonna make a huge difference in our run game if he can go out there and play uh the saints have a really good defense this game kind of scares me if i'm being honest uh lose you're done and deshaun we trust though Yes and no. In 50 mile an hour wins, I don't really trust any quarterback. Uh, as you saw with CJ Stroud against like Northwestern this year in that game with 50 mile an hour wins and nobody could throw. Um, I do think obviously Deshaun's got a huge cannon of an arm. He can make some throws. I just think it's going to really prevent what you can do on offense. It's going to limit you to short, which is okay because Kevin Stefanski's offense is very good with that. Um, good news for the Browns. Michael Thomas is obviously not going to play. Chris Olave hasn't practiced all week. He's been hurt. Uh, Jarvis Landry was added to the injury report today. So their wide receivers are really fucking banged up. Uh, what worries me, though, are run defense. And they still have Alvin Kamara and they have Taysom Hill. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to really, really impact this team. So, I, I I mean, I know he's the greatest player on our team by far, uh, but I really need Miles Garrett to step up. Yep. Truthfully, I need our uh, Deshaun Watson's up there, but until he really establishes himself, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. So our top two players on this roster, no questions about it right now. Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, right? Yes. I think everybody would say that. I need both of them to really step up. This is your moment to be the the faces of this franchise, to be the faces of this and organization. Chubb's going for a sack thing too. I mean, he's trying to get those those sacks up for the year. He's got well, he had two and a half last week or something. Think, you're thinking of oh, sorry, Garrett. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> Bradley Chubb. Yes, that's it. But no, Garrett's going for a sack thing. He had two and a half last yeah, week, I believe. He's, he's trying to get back up. I think there. he's two behind the leader of Nick Bosa and. Matthew Judon, if I'm not mistaken, from so, New England. I mean, he could, he could go for it. But yeah, I mean, if he, he gets if he gets you know three sacks today, next week get a couple of sacks against Washington, then get a few more you know a couple of sacks yep. against Pittsburgh, which is very doable. Um, you know, the sky's the limit for him. So this is a week where they, we really need to step up. And even if he doesn't get the sacks, it is what it is. If you don't get those individual accolades, I'll never. I don't care. Like for Pittsburgh fans, that their bread and butter is saying T.J. Watt's Defensive Player of the Year. How many playoff wins do you have with T.J. Watt? 
they have one. I think they have one with no, him. No, I don't think so. I think he's Either right. way, one. If you have one, it's a very meaningless playoff win. Other than that, you guys don't do shit in the playoffs. So for me, individual accolades, I don't care. Like for Nick Chubb, if he gets a rushing title, I don't give a fuck. Get me a playoff win. Get me a Super Bowl ring. Defensive Player of the Year. Don't care about shit like that. Would be really cool, but it's not something I give a fuck about. Win the game. That's my main my main concern. So if if Garrett has no sacks this weekend, but he's got you know three tackles for loss on Alvin Kamara or on Taysom Hill, or he's disrupting their offensive game plan just by being the monster that he can be. That's all I want from him. Go out there, win this fucking game, establish dominance early, run the ball. Don't get cute. I think Stefanski's play calling has been really good. Honestly, uh, again, the Browns fans that complain about the Bengals game, they're just idiots. Uh, I think the Ravens, he called a beautiful game plan. I think defensively don't give up those big runs. Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara will house that ball. It's going to be a run central game for, for I both think with games. the weather, especially that's why I'm very concerned on the Brown side of it because our run defense sucks. Yeah. And I, I think we have two good receivers that are good possession receivers that when even in bad weather can still get that ball. We have a very good team built for bad weather. Yes. So I think that's, it's going to, it's going to play a factor. We have a dominant offensive line. We have a really strong run game. Uh, and like, as you said, our, our, our receivers are not speed guys. They are route runners. They are pristine crisp route runners that's what you need in a, in a game like this short routes sure-handed um that's going to be huge we yep. need them to show up on su- saturday uh and again defensively i just need i need guys like perry and winfrey to step up i doubt Jadavian Clowney gets cleared from concussion protocol it's it's, it's probably not going to happen if i'm being honest uh that's a huge loss we're going to need alex Wright to really step up uh the way they're going to try to do screen plays that's going to be huge for them you've got a team that can really not stop the run yep and a screenplay is going to kill us. And Alvin Kamara is one of the best ones at doing that. And I think that's something to really be fearful of if you're the Browns. So I like to pray and hope to God that Joe Woods understands that. And Joe Woods is going to come in and basically say, if you beat us over the top with Andy Dalton, without Michael Thomas, who's without, actually playing pretty good football. Lately. He's okay. Without uh, Chris Olave, potentially without Jarvis Landry, if you're going to beat us over the top with all these no name guys, congratulations, we are going to shut the fucking front seven down. That's what the Browns need to do. Shut down Alvin Kamara, shut down Taysom Hill, and you have a really good chance of winning this ballgame. <clears throat> but you have to do that. Last week they showed, for me personally, I was really pissed because I went, you know the Ravens' game plan is run the ball, and we could not stop the yep. run. Gus Edwards was chewing us up. J.K. Dobbins was chewing if us Lamar up. If Lamar played, we would have got killed. If Lamar played, yeah, we were probably losing that game by quite a bit. Um, so it's one of those situations where against the Saints, you know what they're going to do. You just have to stop it, and that's where this is. The, to me, this is Joe Wood's final test. I think he's gone. He is ninety nine percent out the door. But if he comes out and establishes some game plan, eight percent. Yeah, the door. It, it's up there. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, but if he can establish a game plan that shows he can shut this shit down and get these players with all these injuries, you're playing with a lot of backups. If you can show that you can get these guys to commit and to to buy in and to play up to a certain level, that's huge for him. I think he still gets fired, but he might get a, a job somewhere else just based on this being on his resume. Mm. Yeah, it's a tough game. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch though. Obviously, I mean, it's just going to be very interesting with the weather, but I do believe, and I'll just go into the pick now. I do believe the Browns get the win here. I, I, I also believe that it's going to be probably higher scoring than we probably think it's going to be. I think the over under the other day they were talking about on Rizzo uh, was 34, which, which I thought at the time was really high. Yeah. And everyone's like, bang the under right now before Vegas fucking cuts it down to like 28. Yeah. I, I still think we're going to at least two touch. I think final scores were like 
probably 17, 17, 10. Browns. I think in my head, I'm envisioning a touchdown with a two point conversion. Cause I don't know if we're going to try to kick depends on the wind. Yeah. So there's eight and then a field goal. And I think I have a scoring. I think I have us getting two touchdowns on the ground, one extra point or one, two point conversion, one failed. So that would be eight and six is 14. And then I think I did two field goals. No, I don't even think I don't even have a student field goals. Uh, maybe one. So I'll, I'll just say, give me 17 to 12. 17 to 12. Interesting. So you Low the Browns, scoring. Browns winning too, then too. But right? the Browns winning. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. Browns, give me the Browns victory. Tim, what do you got? Brownies. Brownies. And that is not just Tim's lunch. That is who he is picking. But if you Saturday. make him put, but I mean, he's not going to put another ice on him. Oh, that's a nice little touch. I like mm. that. Uh, with that being said, we are done talking about our picks for the week. We are going to get to just the tip, and we're going to wrap this shit up for all you lovely people at home. And since we bring it up, brownies or you know anything that's delicious, um, Tim put a more holiday food for his a picture of Tim's ass. <laughs> all right, it's not food this time. Okay, it, it is what my mom likes to call an adult beverage. Ooh. Um, people are probably familiar with Crown Royal Apple. Um, with the holidays, you know, apple cider is really good. So. If you get, I like perf- I personally enjoy the Giant Eagle apple cider, um, and get that with the Crown Royal apple, and I promise you, you would not be disappointed. Uh, this drink, one you could probably have. Whoever usually is like, you know, I don't like drink because I don't like the taste of alcohol. You will not taste uh, any bit of alcohol. And what I like about this, you you can either drink it warm or you can drink it chilled. It is really, really good. You can, if you want to drink it warm, put it in a crock pot. Um, pour the, the apple cider in the crock pot, however much uh, alcohol you want to put in there, probably for me, the whole bottle. <laughs> um, but you, it, it is really tasty, um, and I think everyone will enjoy it. I've actually had that. That is fucking delicious. That's a great, like you said, if you want it cold, do it. If you want to throw it up in a crock pot and keep it nice and warm, it's a fucking wonderful winter drink as well. It's so wonderful. I will just kill an entire bottle of crown apple, so it's okay. <laughs> right. That works too. It's my favorite go-to <laughs> shot you know, right now. Um, my tip of the week is a TV show, of course. Uh, mine was going to be one that Justin has, but it's okay. Got to be quicker than that. I, I did. sent him that link from Geico or whatever. <laughs> I, I, I did watch uh, a couple, episodes, couple uh, shows on Netflix this week. This one's called The Recruit. I think it just dropped last week. Um, it's about a kid who is a new lawyer, brand new lawyer to the CIA, works with the general counsel, um, two weeks on the job and he's already elbows deep into some shit. Um, and he gets, he basically, the, the more, the, the basis of the story is, is that he's doing bitch work basically for the CIA. He's going through letters that get sent into the, the CIA office about threats and people trying to expose secrets of the CIA. And he finds one that strikes, strikes a fancy of his digs deeper into it and finds there's a lot more to the story than, than what, what, what is let on. So the whole, it's eight episodes. It's about him getting into the story, you know, working with this person. Um, and it's really good. I, I, I watched him pretty quick. Even, even just watched a couple episodes with me. She, that was a pretty good story. Um, eight episodes. I believe it got renewed for a season two, but it's definitely worth watching. I'll check it out. I never heard of it. Until that, rain door, that rain during your uh, in your picture looks so good with the with the way the background is and those the shades on. He's like fucking flexing. It looks nice. Yeah, <laughs> a little truffle shuffle dance. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, check it out. It's worth watching. It's pretty quick. They're forty five minute episodes though. So well, my pick is also from or my tip I should say is also from Netflix, uh, and it is a show that I believe you originally yeah the first season you brought it up yeah. to my attention because I'd never heard of it. Um, it's a special edition of the show Murderville with Will Arnett. 
Uh, Murderville is the show where everybody but the celebrity guests get the script. Yep. And it's all ad-libbed, and it's funny as fuck. I love watching the people laugh and giggle and fuck up their lines because they don't know what they're doing. And like, uh, spoiler alert for this one, Sean Hayes is he plays Santa, and throughout the whole thing, he's just he's supposed to be dead, and he's laughing his ass <laughs> off. And it, like the, all the characters, it's so hard for them to keep a straight like the straight part face. Doing the kid is the, 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 with the so uh, the fucking gifts. funny. They're they're u- mouth using his mouth and shit. It's just a great show. It's really funny. I love improv kind of humor. I think Tim would love this too. Um, if you get a chance to check it out, it's called Murderville, Who Killed Santa? It's like an hour long. It's got Jason Bateman, Maya Rudolph, a uh, cameo from Pete Davidson, and obviously stars Will Arnett as uh, Terry Seattle, the the main detective there. Really funny show. I, I think it's great. It's like SNL, but... I like the Marshawn Lynch callback at the beginning. And, of the I forgot about that, that too. Marshawn Lynch, when he was in his his own episode in the, the first season, was fucking phenomenal. Uh, check it out. It's really good. I think it's good for the holiday. It, it, it came out perfect timing for the that one might make my list of future lists of Christmas things that I'll watch every year. Cause it was that funny. Uh, I loved it. So check it out. Murderville who killed Santa. On Netflix. Did, they re- did they do another season of Murderville for next year? I don't know. I didn't they have it. not from what I read. It hasn't officially been renewed, but it also hasn't been canceled. So we don't yeah. know what's going to happen okay. with it. I was actually reading about it today. Cause you can have so many endless stories. You bring so many so people many. in for that. There's so many like X SNL cast members, just yeah. any famous singers, comedians. Could you imagine like Chappelle in there. Or... Like, and, honestly, anybody, you could do anybody yeah. you want. I always bring bring Will Ferrell, bring Steve Carell on that, shit. and they could like oh, change God. up the oh, cases man. instead of it always. I mean, I guess they have to do a murder because it's yeah. all Murderville. Right. But I mean, look at Law and Order. Law and Order has done fucking dun, thousands, dun, millions dun, of episodes. Dun, it feels dun, like dun. constantly doing new times. <laughs> so that's good work by you two. You guys were like a little orchestra. Nice. Next to me. I liked it. We're in the Christmas spirit. We, we like to sing. A uh, quick update: Cavs are up by thirteen in the fourth quarter uh, over the Bucks, who are in first place. Boston, who is in second place, is down by twenty in the third Ooh, to the Pacers. Is? Oh wow. Uh, Golden State is down by about 40 to the uh, Brooklyn Nets. 40? It's 101 to 66, so almost 40 points. Kyrie Nets, has been going off. He has been, but he's just he's going to get hurt. You know how that goes. It's a Kyrie thing. He's playing for ends. his new shoe deal, then he'll take a couple weeks off. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. We went a little long, but it's all good. Merry uh, Christmas, yeah, Merry motherfuckers. Christmas, everybody. And on behalf Merry Christmas on behalf everyone. Tiny Tim. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> but on behalf of everybody at Talking About Balls, Nice outfit, by the way. Rock and roll. Thank you for watching, everyone.